Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it out. Okay, yeah, oh, it. suck it nice and slow. A <laughs> couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. One. A. Does that mean go? That means go. Oh, that means go. That means oh, go. Yeah, we go. are a go on episode 68 of You Watch I Listen. Hello, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been, uh, I think, 10 days since we last recorded. It's been a great 10 days. Yeah, it's been a great 10 days. Awesome um, 10 I can days. feel it all the way down in my plums. <laughs> It, yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. That's yeah. exactly it. Um, it's uh, we're past week one of the NFL. We'll get to our stuff for the upcoming NFL week soon. Uh, wasn't a good week for any of our teams. No way. Um, at least mine had no expectations. <laughs> uh, Mine's like maybe middle of the road. And Josh is like supposed to contend and like nah. Yeah, yeah and uh, we also had some uh, fascinating drama in the world of uh, one Antonio Brown it in the last week. Stop, it's crazy. Um, we discovered uh, again that Josh is a lifelong New England Patriots fan. <laughs> As you saw on Twitter, Wrong. Instagram, Facebook. Being fucking correct. Dude, it's a picture of you with a Patriots player. All right, and you know full well why. So, so this is this is one of those exact things where you have this. Somebody's got a picture out there on the yes, internet, yes. and it's taken completely out of context. Somebody finds it 13 years later, and clearly he's a fucking racist. So a little bit of backstory. We know this fucking retard guy named whoa, Larry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We call him rambunctious. Sorry, where's the bell? It's too late. You said it. <laughs> All right, Joey Diaz. We know, that, we know this dumb, dumb guy named Larry. You just said the word, and then saying dumb dumb doesn't make it better. You say rambunctious. All right, well, he's he's a, he's an idiot, so we'll just go with that. And he's one of these guys. He's a, a Giants fan. Giants could do no wrong. It's Giants. So Josh decided, and at that time, you were a big Brady and Belichick fan. I was. At I that was. time, he decided that he was all in on the Patriots going 19-0 and to win the Super Bowl and beat the Giants. He bought uh, Patriots balloons. He had yeah, a party at his house. Yeah, you were a Patriots truther, dog. What's yeah, he up? was. <laughs> and um, then the Patriots lost, and I made sure that he... He wrote. He counted his chickens before they hatched. He wrote nineteen and zero on the balloons. Um, I made him cross it out with eighteen to one. And take a sad face picture with it. And t- to be fair here, I didn't have this picture anywhere. 
It's on your Facebook. I deleted it after you after you well, said. Which, first of all, why the fuck, dude? Why do you do that? Because I'm good at it. I'm very good. <laughs> it does at the fun. same shit to me. I'm very good National at- Dog Day. I'm wearing a beret. <laughs> fuck. I'm very good at finding things. Like there was a couple weeks ago, I told Taylor, I'm like, don't you know someone? that was like related to someone from Jersey Shore like he's someone like a family friend and he's like I have no idea what you're talking about and then I found the picture within two minutes yeah it was fucking it was Vinny Vinny's Uncle Nino dude he from showed up Jersey at, Shore he showed up at my grandfather's funeral why the fuck was he there <laughs> I remembered this more than he did because it's I been it's been 10 years since the motherfucker's been dead since that picture was even posted and Uncle Nino or Grandpa my grandfather okay. And if, is Uncle Nino still alive I don't give a shit he is and okay. dude and, here, and, he, and he goes where are you do-? and he sends that and he sends it to me I go, what the fuck? I'm what do you have? At- You're just an encyclopedia of fucking with someone. <laughs> like, like you literally just have a backlog, a cachet it's, of no, just it's dirt not that. on I fucking just, it's everyone. Not even that. I, well, it's a cachet in my head, to be sure. But on the like computers and phones, I remember specific things that may have may not been said or posted, and then I'm really, really good at finding them. And it's not like I'm searching through. I know how to manipulate the search function to embarrass people at the highest of levels. I go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> exactly. All right. Speaking of shine box, why don't we get to these reads, Taylor? Let me ask you: How did you do betting in week one of the 2019-2020 NFL season? Bro, I did fucking great. I know. I saw that. So, how did you do great, and who did you do great with? So, I I really did great, and I bet uh, I did a fourteen parlay, and you know, I really as you suggested to our listeners last week. Yeah, dude. And I'm telling you right now. I apologize because I said the 4 o'clock games and I said the Saints. Nope, that was Monday, but it still worked out. Yeah, so Bob called you out on that. Yeah, Bob's a dick. Hey, listen, it doesn't matter. Yeah, what an asshole. Hey, right? listen, hey, listen comment. That's, to- that's totally fine because you know why? In that 14 parlay, uh, all four teams won. So and how much yourself. did you win? Oh, God, I won $1,000. And who did you win that money with, Taylor? I won and a- then tell us how they people can win there as well. Oh, these are really leading questions. Uh, I won with BetDSI. So why did you choose BetDSI? Because they've been paying winners for over 20 years, dude. And it's one of the top Operated sites on all betting review sites. Now you use your sports knowledge, like me, not like Josh or Bob, to make some extra cash this week and this upcoming season. BetDSI is very user friendly interface and a mobile site. Some of the best customer service in the industry. BetDSI has the fastest payouts in the industry as well. Simply, you win, uh, you play, you well, you win, you play, then you win again, do you, then you do get you play, paid. you win, then you play, and then you get paid. Yeah, well, I mean, you can keep going, letting it ride, you and keep be, playing, and, be and winning. Greedy. Playing and winning is the whole point. Let it ride, and they offer uh, betting options for everything: bet on MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, and all other major sports. Can Politics. I wait, wait? Can I bet on a reality show? Yes. Wow, like I could bet on Big Brother because yeah, I have an like, insider, bro. You could to- <laughs> yeah, you could totally bet like who's gonna get voted out the house. Um, you could you could bet to see if That's Jeff Survivor, Probes no, is gonna. Bet, I think you vote who gets. Betted out of uh, Big Brother. Listen, so Survivor set the precedent for all those stupid fucking shows. Okay, you and me speaking. Off Let me finish the, the read. Osbournes. That's that's very true. Actually, <laughs> politics out their other child. <laughs> TV, esports, virtually anything. Try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet on the games from start to finish, every play and every minute until the very end. New members get 100% bonus match uh, using promo code YWIL. That's more than double your money to start winning today. And what does YWIL stand for? You watch, I lose. You lose if you don't bet correctly with yes. BetDSI. See that works. Um, I play there myself, and I recommend BetDSI. 
you want to add uh, some excitement to the sports you love and any of the sports you may be watching. Once again, go to BetDSI.com using promo code YWIL and get this limited time 100% bonus match offer. A $25 free wager to test the waters. If you were frogging, you felt like betting on the 17-year-old to beat Serena Williams with 25 bucks, you could have walked away with a shitload of did fucking Did she beat Serena money. Williams? Yeah, she did, dude. Serena Williams would kick my ass. I know. She would, she would kick all of our asses. No, it's not true. There's no woman alive that could beat me. Okay, Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Proven. Don't miss out and go make some extra cash this betting season. It's only a game until you bet at BetDSI. Guys, if you have a business that you're looking to start making some money off of and you want to advertise, there's only one place you should call. Who and, should I call? And that's Lobo Sound. If you want them to make you an awesome website to help promote your product... You need that website built? You know who you should call? Who are you going to call? You call Lobo Sound. Bam. Because Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish have made Lobo Sound a fixture in the Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound isn't limited to just Chicago. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California, wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound can help you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want to reach, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. Or? That's 630-244-9704. Or you can visit them at www.lobosound.com www.lobosound.com That's lobosound.com And if you mention you watch I listen You will get a 10% discount So visit lobosound.com Or call them at 630-244-9704 And we'll be chatting with Vince from Lobo Sound In just a little bit Fuck yeah was That, uh, that was a lot of W's dude Are, is, is, is Josh, Josh you wanna try this? again? Josh, I, no I didn't do bad okay. last time You guys kept fucking me up Taylor comment Stop doing that <laughs> Okay sorry Josh thoughts? Hey Twitter world This is yours truly <laughs> Hello, Twitter world. This is uh, yours Can truly. Leave juice in the background while you do it. That's basically okay. talking hey, to you. So guess what, bros and bras? Budget fans, hashtag shots for hey, likes podcast bring the video truly. into the mix. I can't do it with, with OJ in the background. <laughs> you have to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. OJ could do it with anything going on in the background. He did do it. Not only can you continue Kato, to listen Kato. on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to watch them stream their episodes every Saturday night after 11 p.m. Eastern. Your favorite booze-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Visit the links below to watch and enjoy the assholery. Twitch.tv forward slash Shots for Likes podcast. Mixer.com forward slash Shots for Likes podcast. Visit ShotsForLikesPodcast.com and click on the YouTube icon up top to watch on YouTube. Drink with us. And as, and as always, always no, because we need to trademark that so they can't use it anymore. I know we, we made need, it much cooler. I know we need to keep talking about it every time we do. I it. know I, I should just go ahead and trademark it. You should like just buy don'tbecunts.com. <laughs> <laughs> just put a picture of fucking Finn on there. Uh, I just talked to Fudge the other day. I want to get them on here, but us doing Wednesdays now is a, a little it's difficult. A little All right, why don't we get into our reviews um, before we get into the fun stuff? Um, let me just start first. Uh, Taylor, how was your last uh, week and a half? Uh, uh, not bad. Had a good trip in Boston? Yeah, I went to Boston. Boston was a good time. Went to the Sam Adams Brewery. Went to Harpoon. Just basically I would have hit those dispensaries up there, personally. Well, you know, I drove past. I'd, I'd wave as I drove by. Yeah, of by. course. Of course. Pretty, but that's about it. Um, but it was, it was like I had buddies in my net went in there, and the one thing that they told me was like, it's legitimately weird when you walk in there yeah, and you is, pay for... Well, you pay for that stuff with like, like you your debit card. You can tell them. Well, some places won't even take them because it's still not federally legal. Correct. And some will, um, but it is cool because like you're like instead of like going, being like Alice on the Brady Bunch and saying that you need to get a pound of roast beef, you're like I want a pound of hash. Like it's been and it's legal. And they'll be like, it's it's like you walk in like Carvel and like oh sick, what flavor? Yeah, give me a fudgy the whale and a pound of grass. <laughs> 
Give me some uh, Gorilla Panic. They're coming. They're coming. Yeah, and uh, Rocky Road, please. That was uh, Josh. How was your last week and a half? Um, so I've I, I've I've had an okay week and a half, but not so okay because I I work in the New York City area, sure. right? Sure. And I deal with a lot of heavy traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our friend I've, Jared sitting here, and he deals. He works even further down the that area, and he's taking uh, a couple drinks right now, and I think yeah. he's going to regret them. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I deal with the traffic on my way home sure. by, once I pass through the traffic, driving very, very fast the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. I've been in the car with you. And I recently found out that my... Registration expired two months ago, so oh. I've been driving the speed limit while I wait for my new well, registration. Well, the thing that sucks with the registration is it doesn't even. They can just scan your license plate, and then they're like, "Hey, this car." They could tow your car if your registration's out. No, they they hundred percent. They can most of the time. They'll be cool about it, and be like, "Go get it registered." But I one well, time I had the same thing happen to me where it got lost in the mail, yeah. and I didn't know it was expired for like two months, and I just I wasn't even speeding, but they so scanned my plates. I already what, renewed it. What's your so license think, plate number, just so we can be clear? No, I'm not going to oh, do sorry. that. Social Security, uh, Josh, comment. Off. Uh, I'm pretty sure that if they scan it, they could see that I have re-registered it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just don't have the actual registration. Oh, then card. I wouldn't worry. I, then there's, there's nothing to worry no, about. There's nothing dude. to worry you're about. Right. You're fine then. Yeah. If it was, yeah, you're 100% fine. They can because dude, they, I drove around. I, I drove around with an inspection sticker that was it re- had a rejected yeah, sticker dude, for six months. I remember because, that. Because if they scan the license plate, they can then tell your registration. Yeah. So I wouldn't really worry. They're, if the cop says it'd be like, actually, it never came in the mail, and you'll mm-hmm. be fine. Um, we're talking about illegal things here, so <laughs> remember that's my not dad even illegal. That's just like. Fuck your, uh, with your fucking registration, uh, with your inspection, inspection. What you better it? get that fucking fixed. Oh yeah, yeah, my dad. Yeah. Um, no, my dad. Oh, your dad. Oh yeah, yeah your dad wanted to fucking kill me. My, my week and a half was uh, more or less uneventful. I got another. Who, me or Josh? You. Oh, okay. Um, it was a little uneventful. Um, good fight Saturday. Yeah, pretty um, good. Josh, I'm gonna give you the count of three to turn One, off, eight, and then I'm gonna seven, get out. Get up, and I'm literally gonna stop on your sack. So three, two. Yeah, okay, thank you. Oh, uh, you fucking pussy. <laughs> no, are you I, kidding I, me? I, I will get up and stomp on his balls. Uh, All right, let's just get into our reviews you for last week. You like for, for for waxing you when it was your idea. I kicked him for that? Yeah, you like kicked well, him. It's it, on the it, video. Well, it was Richie. But, like, you still his, did it. His second car broke down today. No, it didn't. <laughs> so his two cars have broken down in the last month. Can we just add this oh, on to the gee. Richie Chronicles? Yeah, I mean, he's like he's lucky that he's not dead, and we're unlucky that he is alive. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into our reviews from last week. Um, I think I should go first, since I have two. Um, oh, you do have two. Yeah, so I'll start with yours, Taylor. You gave me Knock Loose's newest album, A Different Shade of Blue. You had previously given me a uh, another Knock Loose album that I think I gave a three. Those laugh tracks, um, yeah. Laugh tracks, I thought it was good. Didn't necessarily wow me. I did like this album a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things I can say about Knock Loose that I like about them is that the songs bleed into each other perfectly. I love that. Like, the song doesn't end, and then there's like a five-second out, like silence, and five-second silence to start the next song. Yeah, right. It feels like it can almost be one continuous song. Yeah. Um, now, the, the my my biggest issue with a band like Knock Loose is that a lot of the songs do just sound the same, but it's there are little things that make a difference, especially as you listen to it multiple times. You listen to it twice, yes, every song sounds the same. You listen to it three, four, five times like I did, you do pick up on the little differences, and it makes a difference in the quality of the album. They're musically very, very tight. Lyrically, they're very, very good. He's got a very distinct scream, which is a very difficult thing to do in this genre where so many bands sound the same. Absolutely. Um, I gave no song lower than a three. I had a few fours, no fives, but you know it's still good grades. Belleville got a four, by the game got a four, and the walls got a four, 
And those were my fours. The rest had threes on them. Um, what was right. your favorite song on the album? Dude, Mistakes Like Fractures was killer. Uh, Mistakes Like Fractures, I gave a three. I did like that one. Like I said, there was nothing that like I was like, holy shit. I added the whole album to my playlist because I did like it. Yeah. And it's one of those ones I can listen to at any time. Um, and I found it to be a very easy listen for a genre that isn't necessarily my thing. Correct. Um, but they're very, very talented. There's a really good feel to this album. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, well, again, while it's not like in my upper echelon of albums you gave me, I'm going to give this a Solid three and a half out of five. Uh, consider me a fan of Knocked Loose, and I would love to see them live. Cool. Well, Knocked Loose. If you're gonna go see Knocked Loose at a show, you better bring a mouth guard because that's just how rowdy that shit gets. Well, I like listen. I saw Ma- I saw Knocked Loose once. A cup? No, no, no. I, well, you probably should. Yeah, but uh, I saw Knocked Loose once play at Warp Tour about four years ago, and even they were playing the small stage, like the Ernie Ball stage of White Warp Tour, which okay. is like the upcoming bands play. And they, dude, everyone they crushed went to every that time, show. every single time, bro. It was crazy. Wow. So yeah, no, this was a good album. I see why you like them. How many albums do they have? This is only their second one. Only their second album. So dude, you only gave me their first album, and yeah. now their second. Do you like this album more than the first one? Um, I would say I like them both equally. I like this a little bit more because I think I like this one more, just because it's it's a thing of a band I really love whenever they release new music no matter what it is it's immediately my favorite okay so i i ha- like i've been listening jamming it for so fucking long now but like mixing it in with like architects and the ghost inside that like i these songs have a little more lasting effect than laugh tracks yeah, outside yeah, I, of like two songs on i laugh would tracks. say that's the biggest thing i no- noticed about this album too is that it was sticking with me more than laugh mm. tracks did that i found myself like most of the time i listen to the albums that you give me on my way to work on my way home from work and at work it's just easier and this, yeah. this one i was listening to when playing madden at night because yeah. i was thinking about it and i wanted yeah. to go back and I can only listen to the Tool album 90 times before I need to put on something else. Um, so I, re- I do really like this album. So let's get to the next album that Josh gave me, uh, Between the Buried and Me, Anatomy of. Uh, Josh, you gave me this as a follow-up to the album Taylor gave me last week, which is a cover album. Um, and I like the album, the cover album that Taylor gave me, and you like the way I reviewed it. So you wanted to see how I did this. There's some really well-known songs on here from uh, Soundgarden to Pantera to uh, Counting Crows to Blind Melon to Faith No More. And uh, I didn't like any of these. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let me, awesome. let, let me explain. Uh, so there was a couple I gave twos. Everything else was a zero or a one. Um, like Blackened, Metallica, you start out with that. And Metallica just has one of those sounds to me, like knowing Metallica, that I don't want anyone to touch. And it kind of changes the tone of a song to me when you fuck with it. Especially when they're a metal band and you more metal it up. It's one thing if you turned it into like a country song. I might be down with that because <laughs> it's such a distinct change. Like the ones that uh, Taylor was giving me, they were mostly like pop rock kind of thing like yeah. 90s pop rock some Alanis that was just straight up rock you and know, they sugar, pumped them up. sugar Ray yeah yeah like shit like that so this one when I take you take a song like Blackened or Cemetery Gates which I did like more than their cover of that more than Blackened and I just don't get the reason to do that with it the next song was Kickstart My Heart made famous by Motley Crue funny thing about the version by Motley Crue I fucking hate that too <laughs> what are you talking about I fucking How? hate that why because it's just one of those songs that's in every fucking movie that's based in the 80s and every jerk off that drives a pickup truck that still thinks he's in high school wearing his Letterman jacket even though he's a bowler just jams because he thinks he's cool he's like Billy Madison when he goes back to high school sitting on his fucking hood of his car yeah but like, I, I, but like I thought you love 80s action so like it I, actually love, be right I love 80s action but I like the synthesizers and the corn metal oh, you like the weird I, shit. I just don't like Motley Crue in general oh, at all bummer. at all um, so that didn't help uh, the day I tried to live is zero why the fuck did they need to cover Queen don't need them to cover Bicycle Race another Queen's another band I don't want anyone touching um, three of a perfect pair I gave it two because I don't think I've ever heard the original <laughs> um, I'm actually surprised um yeah, okay. go at him, dude. He's ripping your shit apart. Uh, us oh, and them. Right. Us he and them. Like it, he doesn't like it. I us and care. them is a zero because I don't like Pink Floyd very much to begin with. So that doesn't help. 
the matters. <laughs> There's certain Pink Floyd I like. Us and Them is not one of those songs. Um, Geek USA. I don't. I love Smashing Pumpkins. I don't want to hear Billy Corgan solo shit because it stinks usually. I don't, I don't like. That's, yeah, that's, I don't <laughs> um, like Smashing Pumpkins. Force Mar- March is zero. Territory is zero. Change was a two. Change wasn't bad. It was okay. What by Tupac? No, that change is <laughs> Change by Blind Melon. A fucking incredible know, song off an incredible album. Uh, Male Practice is zero. Little Fifteen a one. Cemetery Gates a, a one. And the one I hated the most was their cover of Colorblind by Counting Crows because it's another song that like they didn't change it enough. It's one of those ones. Why did you give Cemetery Gates a one? That's because widely it's, it's, regarded as one of the best metal cover songs. I, because it's another one. You meddled up a metal song. But they didn't really. They, they actually they softened it up a little it's bit. Still, but it, they did they did soften it up a little bit. I'll give you that. It was a softer version of it, but it, the the sound of it was still like it was Pantera when they're seventy still playing Cemetery Gates. That's like how it came off to me. The whole thing just didn't flow with me at all. And you're taking songs to me that probably have a little more meaning than the ones like Taylor gave me. Like the ones Taylor gave me are fun '90s songs that I haven't thought of in fucking years. Well, so when I look at an album like this, pretty, yeah, like yeah. shit like that. So when I look at an album like this, and the reason why I love this album so much is a lot of these songs are songs that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they covered this song. They covered all these songs not to remake them. They covered it as a tribute to the mm-hmm. bands that they wouldn't fucking exist. If they didn't make these songs. I get that. So when I listen to that version of Blackened, you know, they're a metal band. There's a reason they put that track that track number one. Sure. They're a metal band because yeah, of Metallica. Yeah, they're paying homage. I respect that. And Almost maybe all metal bands are a band because of Metallica. Yeah, sure. And uh, Deep Purple but they're really would have not, to be but they're really not that good, sure. bro. They're really not that good. Oh, shut up. And shut up. Shut up. I don't even want to have what, that conversation. Wait, what did you say? What did you say? No, 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 he didn't no. say that. He's saying say someone that. we know said Metallica's not that good. He's really not that good, bro. He worked with so us. So you know who we're talking about. Yeah, they said that about Pantera, yeah. too. Yeah. How's yeah, that exactly. possible? Yeah, on the so, fucking 20th anniversary of the fucking uh, something trend kill. Uh, so, I don't know. It just, it's hard because when it's like songs I love and you cover them, I want to hear like a distinctly different... Like I think about like Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal compared to the original and how different... That's the exception to the rule, dude. Well, no, there's other covers that... I, but to be fair, I usually don't love covers. I yeah. It's it's a very difficult I thing like for me. I like covers, man. Covers I, are cool. I like covers live and there's a chance yeah. I'd probably like this more live. Like the Corn and Slipknot cover yeah. of uh, Sabotage. That's ridiculous. Live is fucking That's, awesome. Because like who's going to think Corey yeah. Taylor and Jonathan Davis exactly. are going to cover so fucking I'm sorry, Beastie Josh. Boys. It just it, it missed the mark. I really wanted to like it because I liked the one Taylor gave me a lot. It just missed the mark for me. Sorry. It's all right. All right, Taylor, please. So you gave me this movie, Colossal, and I got a lot of shit I got to say about this. Please. So what? What? So like, what is it? So what? What is it categorized in? Is it a horror? Is it like a drama? I think is it it's a comedy? like a, it's a drama sci-fi character study, dude. Because I'm trying to like I don't know the where entire to, that's time, one of the reasons I liked it because it went ways I was not expecting. I was at all. so fucking confused. So it starts off as a comedy, yeah, then black it turn, comedy, black, and then it turns into a drama, mm-hmm. and then the drama turns into full-blown sci-fi, yeah. But then there's still drama, and then there's, there's like weird comedy layered throughout, and then and and then it turns into like a horror sci-fi yeah. with like psychological thriller like like uh, I, must say, I, reasons, I almost said Hannibal Burris. I meant Hannibal Lecter <laughs> Hannibal Lecter that's one of the reasons that it caught me so much is because <laughs> I was never like comfortable where the movie was well, going well because okay so when you first gave this to me the first thing I, I first thing well, you, you said to me like I've never heard of this no, and these are two famous actors because you go oh Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis I go well, how did I miss when this? was they in the same fucking yeah. movie so okay so the basic premise of this movie is that I can't remember the characters names but Anne Hathaway's character is uh, a drunken mess living with her overachieving boyfriend after who's British her. after yeah. getting dumped she moves back home yada 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 so she she always walks to the same park every single morning at around 8.05 a.m. p.m. Yeah, whatever and th- every single time she walks through the park 
a, a simultaneously a monster in Seoul, South Korea, or yeah, South like Korea, a Godzilla type monster appears in Korea, appears and, in the city and just destroys everything. And she has no awareness of this happening, no. and then she starts to connect the two different things. Um, she meets her an old high school friend in Jason, or childhood friend in Jason Sudeikis, who has some demons of his own, and then this weird relationship, friendship, scorned lover thing kind of yeah. weaves into it and becomes. Uh, the monsters become the vehicle to tell their story. Dude, it's 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 one of the craziest movies I've ever seen because like Anne Hathaway to me is one of the most like talented be- has like the best range of oh, most yeah, actresses do, I know of. In, in this movie is a great example of it because the comedy is there, the drama's there, the the thriller element is there, and yeah. it weaves into one. And Jason Sudeikis is super underrated. He's so good in this, dude. Yeah. Like he, because like he, I knew you would like this movie because it. Blends all these jo- genres you like. It's so weird because like, and then he takes such a hard heel turn. Yeah, but, dude. When he turned heel, I was like, oh. I was like, okay, shit. yeah. I, I literally well, stopped the movie. I got up and I and I walked outside and I thought to myself, what the fuck well, and is even, going on? And even on? the way they reveal um, how this whole monster thing, and then there ends up being a second monster, which I don't want to give anything away because this is a movie not many people saw, and I think people should see it because it is a really, really good yeah, movie. It came out in uh, 2016. Um, yeah, it's a recent movie that like no one has seen, um, but there's a second monster that they do battle with, and then uh, you reveal they reveal how it came to be, and then the solution to it, which ends up being pretty cool too. Yeah, which I wasn't expecting. No, I was not expecting. So, so. I had a feeling you would really like this one. Movie gets an eight. An eight? I do. Yeah, I knew you like. I, I like it. It's I a like short it a movie, and it was free to watch on Hulu, dog. Dude, it's all right awesome. there. Isn't Hulu great? Yeah, Hulu's Hulu is wonderful. Dude. Okay, cool. So I'm glad you like that. All right, let's get into this week's picks. Taylor, I'm gonna go first. Uh, movie I'm gonna give you is a '90s classic. Yes, um, it is the bio biopic of one of my favorite. I thought you were gonna say Biodome. I got really I, excited. I, I, my, it's one of my favorite Biodomes. It is Biodome. No, Manfred loves Biodome. I know because he loves Paulie Shore. It's one of his top two favorite movies. That and Dude, where's my car? So the movie I'm going to give you uh, is about one of the biggest figures in American history when it comes to free speech. Okay. Uh, this man did more to champion free speech causes in this country than pretty much everyone besides the men that wrote the Constitution. Uh, I'm giving you The People versus Larry Flint, starring Woody Harrelson, Courtney Love, and Ed Norton. Uh, Larry Flint is the creator of Hustler Magazine, which was the first nude magazine to show what they called at the time pinks, pink okay. shots. Okay. So open labia majora. Um, this was very controversial at the time. He was arrested a few times for the magazine being in print. This man was uh, there was an assassination attempt on him that is in the movie. Uh, he ended up becoming uh, being put in a wheelchair for the rest of his life, and he still championed free speech. He went to prison for a while while he was disabled. That's awesome. Um, and it, it is a really fascinating story. It is one of everyone likes Woody Harrelson, right? right. It's one of Woody, Woody Harrelson's best performances. He got nominated for an Oscar in it. Courtney Love is phenomenal in this movie as well. She got nominated for a Golden Globe. Ed Norton is great. Um, this is Larry Flint. Legitimately, as vile as he may be, that he is one of my favorite people ever because he's the one that stood there for everyone and said, "I can say whatever the fuck I want." So, The People versus Larry Flint. Jared, how you doing over there? Yeah. How you feeling? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Taylor. All right. So I'm being very honest. I really, I've been trying to like think of an album I want to give you, and I don't know if I. Okay. If I feel like being, can I play a game then? No. Oh. Because I I actually just came up with it right now, and you're really going to hate me when I tell uh, you. Okay. It's Post Malone's Beer Bongs and Bentleys. <sighs> okay. So, and here's the truth. Anyone so you can give him an album that he hates, too. 
Well, he's done it before. He's done it before. Well, listen, no, listen, it's not. We're all cunts. No, I'm not. It's just I have an open mind, and Dan just hates. He's in trouble. Right. He's in trouble right now. Who is in trouble? Post Malone, because he's now being accused of cultural appropriation. Oh, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, I'm on his side with that. Dude, Post Malone is one of the coolest. They're making me a Post Malone fan just with that nonsense. Dude, he's just a cool dude who loves music, and he's better at like the like the hip hop game and shit like that. Um, but yeah, Beer Bongs and Bentleys was actually a lot of fun to listen to. When I did the album really, come out? Uh, 2017, I believe. Okay. So I wasn't really expecting too much because I had heard his song White Iverson and I didn't really care for it. But whatever reason, his song Rockstar is so I hate how catchy it is, and I love that like that low tone beat. And he's and he's the only person that can make 21 Savage sound good in a fucking song because that's how trash hip hop is. But well, Post Malone's Beer Bongs and Bentleys is one, honestly one of the most fun times I've had listening okay, to a record. Okay, I'm, I'm going yeah, with. Dude, an, I, I give I agree 100 percent with all that. It's surprisingly um, fun. Well, I'm going in com- uh, completely raw here because I've only heard like little bits and pieces, and my hatred for him comes just more from how he looks than anything I've heard. He's so, a good musician. I, I'm not, I've really seen videos of him playing instruments, so I'm not shitting on his musicianship. Dude, dude, one He's the, actually a solid so, guitarist, so, so musician. There are two videos out there that, if you have a chance to watch, I feel, I feel like you should. One was him at a concert, by, like at a concert, and he just plays Santa Maria by himself on a guitar, and he kills it. Yeah, I saw that. That's and what I saw. I've I seen love that. that. And then actually recently, even I'm not the biggest fan of 21 Pilots, they did a cover over in the UK of Don't Look Back in Anger, Say What You Want About Oasis. That song, song is amazing. That's a good song. And Post Malone is out playing guitar and singing with no, Tyler I, from 21 Pilots. I respect Pilots. that he actually is his own musician and that he doesn't and, just have people and, doing it. Dude, Remember when Lil Wayne tried being a guitarist? Dude, my favorite Post Malone video ever is him at the Whiskey A Go-Go with Dave Navarro playing guitar and some other some other famous people. I'd rather hear Post Malone play guitar than Dave Navarro. And literally, they did a cover of Rage Against the Machine and uh, Post Malone was fronting and it was fucking That's awesome. awesome, dude. No, I'm going in very open-minded with this because, um, I again, I'm not, I don't go anywhere with his music. I know nothing about it. So, for all you know, I'm going to end up liking it. So, we'll see. I highly doubt it. But yeah, I'm, I I'm, doubt it too. You think he's gonna hate better now? I guarantee you, he hates better now. Yeah, and that's a good song too. Yeah, why would, why song. will I hate it? Because everyone likes it. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. That's probably yeah. true. It, was uh-huh. it a single? Yeah. I, I almost always yeah. hate it, it, radio singles. It, it wasn't even his first single either. Okay. So, like I said, Rockstar's the one you've definitely heard for sure. Look, there's been plenty of albums that you guys have that have been given to me that I didn't think I was gonna like that I ended up liking. Well, that's been happening too with Josh. Josh's yeah. been listening to shit. I've been like, shit yeah, but that, like, uh, Josh, how many times have you watched Endgame since our last episode? I haven't actually. Yeah, did you watch The Witch yet? <laughs> have you even seen Wolf of Wall Street yet? I think. No, I, you know what? Because Wait, you haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street? No, it, he hasn't because on my time hop just the other day, it was something like two years after Wolf of Wall Street. I was like, I'll watch it eventually. Yeah, That's you know what I did movie, recently dude. watch? He's going to watch MCU movies 50 times over, but I'm not bu- all this I'm good d- shit. I'm fucking over it. Yeah. Go. Uh, Go. Uh, What'd you watch? So I've been watching a lot of TV. I've been watching The Boys. That's really fucking I've heard good. that's really good. It's pretty good, yeah. Um, I, our our Car- friend Pat Larson wants to come yeah. in and talk about the show. So and I the homie Carl Urban, dog. He fucking rules. Carl yeah, Urban's awesome. so fucking good. But, that's um, it? That's all you're going to say, The Boys? Yeah, because I don't feel like getting into it because you're a cunt. What were you going to say? No, <laughs> now you have to. Fuck <laughs> it. Lay it out there. <laughs> Fuck it. Hold on. If, if you say a TV show you're watching, I'll say a TV show I'm Go. watching. So you, right, so you so said the I, boys. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna rip me apart because it's got Jason what, Momoa in it, and you Riverdale. fucking and you fucking hate Jason Momoa. I do. Uh, but I've been watching Frontier, which is pretty fucking good. Yeah. I heard that's pretty cool. I heard yeah. that's that's all right. Okay, fine. I watched The Ranch. Fucking sue me with that Ashley Kutcher. No, I'm saying I've watched like it's oh, it's still okay. on Netflix. The, oh, I I know. I thought you're saying like you're watching well, it now because it got canceled now, right? Because well, Danny Masterson's a fucking pedophile. Right. Yeah. No, but I've been watching and it's actually been like it's like I just put it on at night. No, because that's one of those ones I get like with dumb comedy. 
comedy. There's it's subjective. But I'll tell you, I don't know what's been happening lately. I've been so into like hunting videos and shit. Like I've been watching Steve Steve Ranella's show Meat Eater. Yeah, on yeah, Netflix, yeah, yeah. Which is fucking cool. Like he's hunting moose in like Alaska. I and like shit. putting on <sighs> Deadliest Catch sometimes because that's the only reality show where people actually die. <laughs> like that's reality TV to me. Like like they cut the episode. Yeah, we lost two guys. All right, I'm in. All right, live, cool. p- live PD is a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, well, Live PD is ridiculous. Live PD is good. Um, okay. Uh, we're going to get on the phone with Lobo Sound really quick. Um, just really quick. Uh, three of us in this room saw It Chapter 2 last week um, on the, the Thursday night screening. Uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, a worthy successor to the first one. I do think I like the first one a little more, but it also falls in that category for me, kind of like Kill Bill, where... I kind of like Kill Bill 2 more, but you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Like It's not like Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. where they're each their own distinct, even though 2 and 3 are kind of in one. And dude, Bill Hader fucking rules Bill Hader's the fucking man, dude. It was, I, it, Bill everything Hader, that he does from Barry... Uh, Barry's the best this, show on TV for my money. You know, his range as an actor is fucking amazing. Dude, my, for my money, there is not a better show pound for pound than Barry on television. And he was right one of the now. he was one of the best on SNL because he would laugh and it would make sense. Yeah, because, like, like he would crack and it would make yeah, sense. Yeah, he was playing these goofy characters, but he was amazing in it as grown up Richie. Um he had the mannerisms down, the little the little things, and you know, to do the comedy, to being scared, to uh drama. Barry shows his full range, like unbelievably. But the whole adult cast was really good. Yeah. I didn't know who was playing adult Ben and he was good. Adult Eddie, he dude, was really good. Dude, Bill Hader writes for South Park too. Yeah, like, Bill Hader's been crazy. dude. He's one of the most talented guys in Hollywood. Jessica Chastain was great as adult Bev. James McAvoy, we've raved about him enough. He was great. He picked up the the little things to the 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 tick, the speech impediment, oh, like the stutter. The dude, he, I I saw a lot of the same things that he did in Split. Yeah, there was um, very mannerisms, like yeah. little things. Um, and it was really good. The Stephen King cameo in it was fantastic. It was very funny again. Um, I really hope that the director um, does what he's talked about and makes a, a six to seven hour edit of it in one movie with some mm-hmm. of the deleted scenes. That'd be cool. Because there's so many things you can do there. You can even take scenes from both parts and put them in different parts of the movie. Dude, yeah. I, I watched the first one again just because I, I, st- I, I watched still it before the new one came out. I still haven't seen the second one yet, but I watched the first one again. It's perfect. It is. Dude, the first one is perfect. I have a, I have a pretty interesting movie thing for you, actually. Okay. So, um, just recently, the landlord and I, we were going, I, th- I told you about this, 100 Movies Before You Die, because um, there's a bunch of classics she hasn't seen, and we watched Last Samurai, and then Alien came up on the list. You never saw Alien. Okay. So you watch Alien, you obviously have to watch Aliens right after, because yes. it's arguably better in a lot of people's eyes. Um, I would say so. Completely different movies. One's a horror, one's an action, but equally great, at a minimum. At a minimum, equally great. So I told her, she's like, do you, need, do you want to watch three in Resurrection now? I said, nope. I, was like, watch I will watch them on my own. You have no reason to watch them. She should watch Alien Covenant. Well, so here's the and, thing. And uh, Prometheus. Prometheus. So here's the thing. So I was like, I'm, I watched three, I watched four, and then I was like, now I want to watch Prometheus and Covenant. I haven't seen Covenant since it came out in Covenant's the theaters. Covenant's really good, um, Covenant's the best one since two, since Aliens. Um, so I downloaded Prometheus, and when I started it, it said it, said it was an Agent 9 fan edit. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" So I, I paused it. Was Agent Nine like napalm in Vietnam? Yeah, well, that's uh, that's uh, Agent Orange was the uh, Agent napalm. Orange. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I look it up, and Agent Nine is this guy that does edits of movies by using the, the deleted scenes, the alternate endings, the alternate openings, and he puts them in the regular movie to edit them. Now I do like Prometheus, but it is an extremely flawed movie from a storytelling standpoint. There's so many unnecessary things that aren't explained. Just and it, it visually, it's an incredible movie. Michael Fassbender's in it. Now on the Prometheus Blu-ray, there is about four hours of the deleted scenes a different opening scene what agent nine did with prometheus was he removed a bunch of the scenes that are unnecessary from prometheus he brought in all these deleted scenes and he he re-edited the movie 
So it, it is almost like an entirely different movie. Now, my biggest complaint with Prometheus, and it's also a thing I like, so it's kind of a double negative here, was that it was a, it became an alien prequel right at the end of the movie. There were little things that hinted at it, Whalen Corporation, the ship. Oh, when you actually saw the alien. The chestburster at, right. at the end of the movie. But it felt shoehorned in, yeah, right? right? He completely changed the beginning of this movie, the first 20 minutes. So from the beginning, it is like an alien prequel. Guy Pierce's character, you only see him when he's an old man in Prometheus, right? Yeah, right. You get to see young Guy Pierce's character in this, the beginning of Whalen Corporation, when they decided to go out into space. Makes sense. It plays like an entirely different movie. I was so impressed by it because while I like Prometheus, there was such a part of me scratching that it could have been so much better. It was Ridley Scott. Was, I think he tried to he tried tried a little too he hard. He tries putting too much symbolism That's and what I'm deep saying. He layered. Tried, he tried, tried too hard. Yeah, he tried because, too hard because like everyone kind of had an idea going into it. It's like this is going to be so a prequel like, to Alien, but like they just sat there with the carrot on the stick the entire yeah, time yeah, like for Josh's in, in fucking two liter you know? two, two liter of cola <laughs> so you know how in Prometheus the opening scene is the engineer disintegrating and falling he drinks yeah. a thing yeah. that is completely removed yeah because it kind of now it's, it's kind of a little like, yeah, it's, out of place it's, it's, there's just things that aren't explained and this one what he puts in is uh, Waylon Guy Pierce's character Young talking about going into space to find where life started okay. and explaining the things they want to do to find extraterrestrial life at all costs that's the crutch of Alien that the reason they won't kill the Xenomorph is because Whalen Corporation wants it back. Yep. So I, I was I, I I would have been making a mistake if I didn't shout out Agent Nine because I was so impressed with how he took a movie I already liked and made me like it even more. Sick. This is the version that everyone should see if you okay. like Prometheus at all. All right, let me give Vince a call. We'll chat with him for a couple minutes, go into some other dumb shit, and then do our NFL picks. Real quick, have you listened to the, have you watched the Righteous Gemstones, dude? Oh, I'm all caught up. Actually, no, I didn't watch his Sundays. I still have to watch his Sundays. I only got Sundays, to see Sundays was there. I only what? got to, I I did watch the session, which is. Unfucking believable. Yeah, it's good. Um, right, let me just text Vince first and see if he's ready. Let's but see. yeah, like I said, this whole time, um, the righteous gemstones. I just like I was bored one night, so I said, let me just scroll through HBO. Let me see oh, what I could find. It's great. And I started watching it, and like I, I have an affinity for uh, John Goodman. And I have an affinity. I love him too, but I have an affinity for Danny McBride. Danny There's Mc very few people well, that make me laugh as hard as Danny. McBride well, when I does. when I found out Danny McBride's writing and also seriously producing. Like this and practically directing half the episodes, like it just yeah, it's like well, it's like Hater with Barry. Mm. Um, but I, I was so impressed uh, with Righteous Gemstone so far. It's very dark. It's it's basically religious Eastbound and Down, dude. The He's playing Kenny Powers in a dude. in a, uh, a televangelist role, dude. The first episode, what it, I don't want to give nothing away, but like when the first episode happens and everything goes down, you like the my jaw was to the fucking floor, dude. I, I, like, I started Yo. laughing my ass off the part where they go to the sister's house and her fiance is hiding, and he's like, "You got a fucking statue." It looks just like your little dick fiance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's so many just th the way Danny Mc McBride delivers things is so good. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. Okay, bro and um, buddy, dude. Well, how long? What? How long are we at, Josh? Uh, we're at one hour and ten minutes. All right, let's go ahead and start this football bullshit. Or actually, I had some other stuff really quick. If you guys wanted to talk, I got some weird, uh, weird stuff for you. Sure, let's do weird. Um, we're about to lose vape in New Jersey. I'm all right. With um, it. our states, uh, our Senate president. Um, and while some states are uh, legalizing the uh, flavor ones uh, because there's been six deaths six deaths from vape related things in the country 400 people hospitalized um, so they want New Jersey wants to try and ban all e-cigarettes um, how many people do you think die from cigarettes this year in, ge or in ge a year in general how a many lot. if you had to take a guess throw a number at it I would say 40 grand 40,000 40 grand okay uh, it's Taylor, not, it's Taylor, not currency. <laughs> Taylor, people are money. Grand. This is yeah. soiling green. Oh <laughs> my Ta God. Taylor, how many would you guess? I would say just uh, just over fifteen thousand. Do you have a guess, Jared? In general, say it loud. Yeah, just just to say well, it. The population of New Jersey is fifteen. Fif 
15 million. 15 million? <laughs> We're talking year-wide in the country. How many people do you think? Oh, wow, I'm very wrong, man. Yeah, let's say... Jared's going to have the closest guess, I best. 19,000. Oh, my God. It is 450,000 people a year from cigarette-related deaths. And cool. remind you, this same government that's telling us vaping is not safe for us are the ones that told pregnant women back in the day that one out of every ten healthy women smoked Lucky Strike cigarettes approved by government doctors. And the, the thing is, they're being so shady about how they're saying it. They're not saying brands. They're not saying makes of the pens themselves. When, if you look at it, the six people that died were smoking black market THC pens. Not ones you can get at dispensaries. Something some jerk-off is making like he's fucking Heisenberg right. with fucking uh, C- oh, with THC. So, again, just another way to tell people what they can and can't do. And, of course, New York is one of the states leading the charge. Michigan's banned flavored ones in general. It sounds like the overriding consensus is that they want to get it just down to tobacco flavored. Yeah, which is if, what, if it's supposed to be a means to quitting cigarettes, that's probably the right idea. I still don't like the idea of telling people what they can and can't do. Yeah, I'm with you. But on that. It, it, there is an issue with kids buying it. Like yeah. the amount of high schoolers I hear from uh, teacher friends of ours, how many high schoolers and middle schoolers are using jewels and vapes. That shit can't be good for kids so, that age. No, One thing not. that drives me nuts is this is supposed to be uh, a free market, right? You know, this, yes. this is a capitalist nation. You can't make laws that kind of affect. Businesses and jobs. There's 250 vape shops in New Jersey right now. Yeah, because and these businesses are doing fantastic mm-hmm. as well, and and they're not selling the black market shit that's do, killing people. Do you know who owns Jewel, Josh? Do you know what company owns Jewel? I don't. Marlboro. Really? Yeah. yeah There's ridiculous. no shot that that shit is getting so, banned. Uh, well, here's here's the other thing. Do you think cigarette companies are making more from Jewels or from cigarettes? Think about the markup on margin on a cigarette itself. And it also brings in over $2 billion in exports every single year because China specifically gets cigarettes from us. So yeah. do, it, do you think they're making more money from cigarettes or Juul? Oh, Marble. definitely cigarettes. Exactly. And big tobacco has always been tied up in the government. They've always had lobbyists in the government. And it's just another way to tell us to fuck ourselves. Uh, probably they're, they know that these things aren't great for us either, but like, hey, the cigarettes really speed up uh, the health care they need. So let's get them on that. Um, so that's a fun thing. Uh, there's a new version of Monopoly out. Oh, you excited about this? No. New version of Monopoly where women get paid more than men. Okay. That's real change. Well, it's also, um, you know what? I'm, I'm fine with it. Do you want to know why? At least women will have that somewhere. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. I mean, if you're, we're talking about a goofy fucking fictional game, yeah. I, dude, what was the problem with representation monopoly? I've never felt like a thimble before. A little <laughs> a metallic wheelbarrow. Dog, a wheelbarrow. So now all of a sudden it's this game of realism where I get paper money. Like, no one's ever a just. Battleship. Dude, imagine if th- this is how monopoly works. You and I go down the shore, right? And we walk around, and every time we come around, someone just gives us $200. I'm like, shit, I have enough for Park Place. <laughs> like, dude, they're trying to make a realistic thing. Like, Monopoly has, what, Walking Dead versions, Star Wars versions, Lord Avengers, of the Rings version, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Disney. And now we need one that is supposed to... It, no, you want to know the honest reason? They're doing it in a game? Because they'll probably never really do it. It, it, not that I'm saying it's something they should do. I don't know the specifics about it, but if you want to be real here, take your victory with a fucking video game if you're going to ram everything else down our fucking throats. Whatever, dude. I, it's I, I so play Monopoly. F- it's just whatever. It's because it's a board game. Who cares? Yeah, dude. I know that's the thing. Like, why did you feel the need to do it, dude? If you get the game, if I want to play Monopoly, 
I like a challenge. I'll try it. I'll see what it's like. It'd be funny if women never win the game. I always lose anyway, <laughs> so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, you're the type I bet that's like the first one out in Monopoly because you're too aggressive with your buying. I'm not usually the first one out. I'm usually the one who flips the board or I just steal the money from the bank. I didn't talk to my sister once for two weeks because she beat me in Monopoly. <laughs> I was so angry. I fucking threw the board. I think I called her a big old C. I was just being a real dick about it. Wow. Um, they're remaking a, uh, a terrible 90s movie. How bad? Face off. I'll uh, only see this if Nick Cage is in the remake. Why would Nick Cage be in the remake? Nick Cage was in the remake of Ghost Rider. It wasn't a remake. It was a sequel. No, it was a remake. Wait, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It came out like two years apart. It was a reboot. Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay, I watched the first Ghost Rider, and I remember saying, oh, I watched the first Ghost Rider. <laughs> like, that's all <laughs> I remember about it. Like, I really thought it was a sequel. Wow. No. Okay, no. No, they did it <laughs> Part again. Part of the problem with Face Off, the original, was that Nick Cage starred in it. And I don't even hate Nick Cage, but he was <laughs> terrible. He was most Nick Cage in that, and sometimes I like it. But the the fucking movie, the fucking face touch, dude, and that's how he knows. <laughs> Shut up. Dude, the part when he's telling the guys that he wants to take his face, and he goes... The nose, the skin, it's all of it. So... Dude, he know his wife knows it's him because of the fucking face touch. That's the fucking love story. So I'm done with that. Uh, Josh, are you going to subscribe to Apple TV at four ninety nine a month? Uh, yes, because I already pre pre ordered uh, the iPhone uh, eleven Pro Max. Uh, you, did, Taylor, so, let me when, ask you: When you heard the new phone was coming out, who's the first person you thought of, Josh? And because you knew that he had already pre ordered, right? When I heard that there was a new Mac, I hope when, I, when, when I heard too. that there was a new Mac, I heard there was a new laptop. Wait, let me I ask there was you: I have, I have a better quiz. I have a better quiz. Yeah. Did you sign up for the Apple credit card? No. Are you going to? No. See, you know it's messed Are up? Are you going to? No, I'm not. No, see, you, no, I'm you, like, no you see what's messed up? Because I got did. it. I did. Okay, it's fine for you because you don't have Apple everything. I don't. I can't wait till they just release, hey, guys, you we know, got I, the, I, the first I really, ever Apple I shit. I really do want to. Dude, I'm fucking with you most. Uh, the credit card is probably the most sensible thing they've done in a long time. Yeah, I know. With I the just, amount of shit that goes through Apple. It's so much easier. How yeah. long do you think? Because so Apple TV is going to be $4.99. It's going to have original content. It's going to have movies like Netflix and shit. I get it for a year uh, for free. Well, I'm getting a new phone too, so I will get it for a year there for free. Go. Now, here's my question. And it's also the other thing I said. I'm going to watch the Jason Momoa show on that too. Of course you will. The thing that I said was the smartest that they did is that it's not just only it's not only available on Apple devices. You'll be able to get on Roku, Amazon Stick, Amazon Fire, whatever. Um that it's uh, going to be on all those things. That's the smartest thing I could do because they just made it Apple exclusive. You're talking, I mean, obviously everyone has an iPhone, yeah. but not everyone has Apple TV. Correct. And so it's smart of them to do that. Um, uh, yeah, four ninety nine. It's pretty good. I mean, it's, everything is kind of cool. It's coming out. Disney Plus is coming out in two months. We have the um, the Apple TV comes out in how long? When does it come out? Uh, two months. It comes two out months. In November. Dude, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty uh, pretty much a wild time. I can't wait to watch the Mandalorian, dude. Um, Josh, tell me the news in incest. What? The news and incest that I sent you earlier. Oh, shit. The yep. incest news. You got to hear this. Do I? Yeah, I think you'll like it. Like, what could it possibly be about? Well, you know, like those famous clips where it, it they're inter the news is interviewing someone, like a random person on the street. Okay. Uh, like, ain't nobody got time for that. Like right, that. Right, right, okay. Yeah. So, Guys, smash, smash. Right. Turn this up. Oh, my gosh. There was a fire. It can you know, I didn't ever think it was going to happen to us. Do you know how this fire started? No. Yes, I do. It was because of my cousin. And I don't want to mention no names. Your cousin? Yes. Um, and you say you think your cousin started this. Uh, do you know how or why? He's mad because he couldn't. He can't get with me. I'm married <laughs> to my husband. And, 
So cousin started the fire because his cousin wouldn't let him have fucker. Wait, so he was mad that he couldn't do incest. (laughs) So he he set a fire to the cousin that he wanted to do incest. He wanted to make incest. So, so... So, I'm no fury like a cousin. Jared is here, everyone. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Jared. So, so he went... (laughs) Hey, we've all been denied by our cousin before. What do you do? You set their house on fire. So he went from not being able to sleep with his cousin to the next best thing, arson. Yeah, Yeah, right. Dude, usually when you do... Incest, you commit arson right after. It's Jesus. natural progression of things. Oh my God. It's, it's like, what do you think, like, how this all happened? Like, so it's her cousin, which means it's, let's say it's a, her father's sister, his, his son, right? Or the, uh, the aunt, whatever. Comes over with his mother. Sister aunt. Sister aunt. Comes over with his uh, his mom. It's like, oh, hi, hi to her brother. And the cousins look at each other and she said, uh, go upstairs. I want to fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're just here for family dinner. Yeah, but I want that puss. And then he set the house on fire. Is that how the conversation That's went? That's pretty much exactly how the conversation well, listen, went. Man, you, yo, you, gotta shoot you know your what shot? they say? Happy cousin, no fire. <laughs> yeah. <Yo, laughs> listen, man, you got to shoot your shot sometimes, Dude, dog. like, to think, and th- I got to respect this woman because she's saying it on live TV. She didn't give a fuck. There was like zero hesitation. He wanted to get with me and he's my cousin. I don't want to say no names, but it's my cousin. It's, it kind of narrows it down. Dude, like, yeah, people that know you know your cousin. Kind of narrows it down. Why don't we get into some NFL stuff, guys? Um, We are in week two of the 2019-2020 NFL season. After one week, uh, we're only uh, we're only one game apart. It was actually very very close week. What are the Uh, records? uh, Taylor, you sit at ten five and one. Josh is ten five and one. I am nine six and one. So we're all right within each other. Um, Do you have any takeaways about your own personal teams? In the first and foremost, Um, who wants to go first? Raise your hand. I do. Taylor, please. You had um, a game. The Denver Broncos at the Oakland Raiders in the last Monday night game in Oakland. So the fact that I had stayed up till almost one a.m. to watch the yeah, this dude, absolute debacle. You stayed up till one. What time did you have terrible. to wake up? Uh, Six thirty. And you described it as a debacle. Why was it a debacle, Taylor? Um, the uh, it was an absolute travesty that um, Philip Lindsay only got. I think it was eleven touches altogether. Mm. Um, they couldn't run the ball frequently enough. Uh, Joe Flacco was constantly being pressured. Didn't help that Jawan James, their starting their right tackle, got offensive hurt. Lineman. Got hurt, and he's going to be out. Uh, for a couple weeks, it was just at least it isn't season ending because when he was down, it looked like he just took a knee on knee, so yeah. it's like a contusion. He's not Christian Yelich, yeah, right. Um, but I'm telling you, man, it's just listen. The offensive line really has to step it up, and the offensive play calling really has to get there. The only has to get good, more creative. The only good thing that I could take away from this game is that you saw flashes of the absolute superstar that Cortland Sutton is going to be. Yeah, Sutton, um, they have a very good one-two at wide receiver in Sutton and Sanders, and then Deshaun Hamilton dropping a touchdown right no, in the Ends on. I have, whatever, dude. He stinks. So because I, the better one from Iowa got drafted to Detroit, so and they let me ask you, how much bullshit. blame did you put on Flacco? Uh, a good majority of it, because there were a couple times when he missed wide open receivers. He just looked completely well, uh, lost sometimes when he missed a double double wide safety. Flacco's um, at his best. This is how he's always been. You run the ball. You let him step up in the pocket. You give him enough time to move up in the pocket. Maybe shift around a little bit. Doesn't run. He's not a runner. But he needs to run the ball. The ball has to be run with him. Jared, thank you, sir. Later, pal. Get home safe, dude. Let me know you got home all right. All right, dude? Later. Later, bro. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. It's the Broncos, but to be fair, while the offense stunk, the defense did not have a good performance against the, the Raiders. Well, would you say that, or would you say more so that the offensive line completely shut down Bradley Chubb and Von Miller? Well, that's did, what I well, would that's say. What I mean. The, uh, the, the, offense, the, the defense, the pass rush wasn't there. The defense didn't have a great game. The coverage wasn't great. They were letting Derek Carr go vertical on, vertical on him consistently. The rookie Josh Jacobs of the Raiders had a great game, great debut. I mean, the biggest, like I said, one of the biggest... Josh big, and I, rookie of the year pick. Josh one, Jacobs. Yes, sir. One of the the biggest flaws in the Denver's defense is the linebacker position, and you, it was blaringly obvious yeah. how they couldn't. How the no second jo- Josh Jacobs got to the second level, and he couldn't be stopped. Well, um, and um, the other thing, and I, I talked to you about this when they hired Vic Vangio, which I was a fan of his hiring. But I said to you, like their defense should be great, but that offense is going to be very ordinary. They're not going to get creative. They're going to be an old school running running the ball team. That's well, what you're supposed to do when you have Joe Flacco at your quarterback what, and that kind of defense, but, ball control. But what pisses me off is that Philip Lindsay is such a dynamic player. You gotta By the way, a, you got to fuck, find- fuck, fuck Brian. Greasy, because he was part of the commentary team that Monday night game, and he's like, Emmanuel Sanders is the most dynamic player. Shut no. the fuck up. He's over the goddamn hell, and he's still okay, but he's, he's not, not as, that fucking he's not, great. He's not no. as over the hills to Marius Thomas. Yeah, well, six-round pick still. He's still in the fucking NFL. Fair. Who gives a shit? All because right. fuck them. All right, so we, you had God your thoughts. Damn it. You had your thoughts. Josh, what were your thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons, uh, you know, uh, skin, skin of their teeth loss? <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to I'm going to call out uh, two guys on the team sure. who uh, who are free of the scorn, mm-hmm. and that would be uh, Dion Jones and Keanu Neal making their returns from injury. Both played well. Both did everything that they possibly could with sure. the dog shit that surrounded them. Yeah, no, if pa- nope. you can't, Dude. you can't. They couldn't Cousins, stop the run. Kirk Cousins threw the ball ten times. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't run the ball themselves. And w- historically, in the game of fucking football in the NFL. That is a recipe for disaster. Josh, Josh comment. Stop fucking <laughs> doing that. Stop. Anyway, it. so you can't run the ball. You can't run the ball. That's going to force Matt Ryan to drop back and pass the ball. I don't even remember how many times, but it was upwards of fucking. Lot. It was upwards of forty-five, fifty. Yeah. Matt Ryan has to be- drop back and pass. You're not running the ball. You're not making an effort to run the ball. They're going to bring the pressure. Yeah, for sure. Matt Ryan shares a great many similarities with a legendary quarterback, and that man is Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. When the pressure gets in his face, he'll just fucking throw the ball. And when this motherfucker just throws the fucking ball, he gets picked yeah, off. He Dude, gets very... he tried to throw the ball out of the back of the end zone, and it got picked off. What did he do That's... in the, the Super Bowl? I think he blew a 28-3 okay, lead. Just no, sure. fuck you. Fuck you. He was two passes away from a perfect passer rating in that game. It wasn't his fucking fault. Who was the losing quarterback of that Super Bowl? I think it was Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't his fucking fault. <laughs> wait, did, wait, wait, did, wait, did Matt Ryan win that Super Bowl? No. What happened? You what, know did, whose did, fucking did... fault it was? It was Kyle. Oh, I got to get the fuck out of here and into San Francisco Shanahan. Uh, technically, Let's... the 49ers playing Santa Clara. Oh, my God. Shut fuck up. you. Okay, so um, <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think the, the Falcons need to do differently this week? Run the fucking ball! <laughs> Okay, so we'll get to that game now. Uh, wait, wait. So, uh, hey guys, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Oh, here. and another thing. Fucking uh, Saturday afternoon, let's sign Julio Jones to a brand new contract. $64 million guaranteed a fucking signing. What are you going to do? You're going to throw him the ball four fucking times on Sunday. Oh, Actually, no, they threw the ball to him seven times. He caught it six. But at one point in the game, he had three fucking catches. So, effectively, he was getting paid $21.5 million per fucking catch for 40 yards. What's well, good. That's good for him. Josh, thoughts? Uh, <laughs> okay. Run oh, wait, the let's, fucking let's ball. Be fair. Let's be fair here. Well, as bad oh, as your t- teams showed up, they didn't. at least your team actually showed up. Mine did not. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, dude, I was laughing. I was here with Pat. Pat's a big fucking Ravens fan, and he's like, 
celebrating. He's like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm like, dude, don't. To me, this is the goal. <laughs> like, this is what I wanted and expected this year. Tank for Tua. I'm all the fuck in. You don't want Tua. Yeah, I do. No, I you love don't. Tua. You want Justin Gilbert. No, you don't I, want Tua. Justin Tua's Gilbert, the, the cornerback. Uh, Herbert. Uh, no, uh, her, no, Justin the, just, Herbert. Yeah, from Oregon. 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 I don't I want. I, you said Gilbert. Sorry, that's wrong. I'm no, I like Herbert too. I'd be fine with Herbert. Tua is more talented. Tua, Tua is a left-handed quarterback, which is one of the reasons they traded Laramie Tunzel. He has a way, way better feel of touch on the, th- the throws. The, his t- dude, he would have won the Heisman if he didn't get injured down the stretch last year. And he played the fucking co- his, He was fucked up in that game. As long as he doesn't get hurt again this year and he can stay healthy, yeah, that's the guy I want. I would prefer Lawrence in two years, and that's still not out of the realm of possibility. Not next year. Next yeah, year he's I'm, saying, as a junior. I'm, I'm saying in two years. I'm saying it's not out of the realm of possibility the Dolphins are the worst team in the league next year, too. And the amount of draft capital. Do you want to know what I'm really rooting for? What? The Houston Texans, To I don't want to see anyone get hurt, but if someone got hurt at a very important position and the Texans happened to go like 4-12, and 12, we have their first round pick this year. Yeah, that can be- I would be very, very happy with that circumstances. I love the player I'm not mentioning, and I don't want him to get hurt, but if he did, it'd be really good for the Dolphins. Yeah, you know what? Just whatever. All right, let's get into our week two picks in the 2019-2020 NFL season. Uh, Thursday night game tomorrow night. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a horrendous loss. Uh, to our, told you. What was that? Told you. You did say they were going to lose. I will give you that. They lost to the 49ers. Uh, James Winston, two pick sixes, um, and they lost by 14 points, amazingly enough. At, at the Carolina Panthers, who had a very, very um, impressive loss, if you can have one of those, to the Rams. They played the Rams incredibly tough at home. Um, as you know, Carolina is a pretty tough building to play in, and it's especially a tough building to play on on short notice in the division. To me, the Panthers, the spread is 6.5. That is more than fair enough. I got them winning this one by at least 10. I, Big game from Christian McCaffrey. I have the Panthers winning this pretty handedly, um, but I don't think they'll cover. Okay. Um, I, I think it'll it'll be like the half a point thing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. All right. Uh, I got the Panthers by a pretty wide margin. It's very clear to me watching the Buccaneers that I made a mistake in my yes. NFC South pick. Yes, and Bob uh, told I, you. Bob did I, tell I, you. I believed that Jameis Winston was a good coach away from turning it around. It turns out he just I, fucking I, stinks. He's, yeah, a, he's he, a bad fucking quarterback. He, he's not a smart quarterback, unfortunately, for the Buccaneers fans who have left... Um, so we all have the Panthers there. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey had a huge game this past week, so I'm expecting him to carry that over. Uh, the next game is the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. As of right now, the Titans are three-point three favorites. Uh, Taylor. Uh, yeah, I have the Tennessee Titans still riding high from the uh, absolute blowout win of Cleveland last week. Um, I think they're finally starting to figure it out, and uh, I really—I've been telling everyone since he came out of the draft—I really think Mariota is a pretty good quarterback. Um, now that he's finally kind of figuring it out, and I mean, now that Derrick Henry's really evolved into being the every-down back, and where he could pass, uh, he can catch out the backfield, he can run between the tackles, he can do everything you ask him to do. And I think that defense has just has something to prove. Like the I, Titans are consistently I, like a seven and nine to nine and seven team. They're always I, a tough out. I explained this to Quaz on Sunday, and I said it—you know, like. Tennessee is in like a fuck it kind of mode. Like yeah. you know, we're gonna put out, we're gonna put our shit out there, and we're gonna see what happens. And that, and I really think they're just playing with reckless abandon right now. And I really think coming off a big win, uh, Delaney Walker having a huge week. Uh, I just don't see Tennessee slowing down, especially against this Indianapolis team, which really surprised me last week. Okay, Josh. Um, I wasn't crazy about everything I saw from Indianapolis in Week One. Uh, I was. Uh, pleasantly surprised with Tennessee and what they were able to put together. Uh, so I'm going to stick with Tennessee on this one. Um, you know, I think uh, that the Indy's got some figuring themselves out to do. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's got to come into his sure. own. You know, we know he's a decent mm-hmm. backup 
Uh, I'm not sure if he's the guy. They extended yeah. him, so they have some level of confidence sure. in him. They basically hit him. It, the contract was like the equivalent of a franchise tag. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, Titans. Okay. Um, I'm glad that you guys took the Titans because I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts. And as impressive as the Titans were, there's a couple intangibles in a game like this that I like to think of. One of those things, the Cleveland Browns committed 19 penalties on the team, and you will almost always lose that game. They had how many interceptions? They gave up how many sacks? And that is due to the Titans being a very physical team. But when you're getting holding calls, when you're getting your left tackle ejected because he kicks a guy in the head, that's literally when the team is doomed from the beginning. Another factor I consider here is that the Titans were extremely hyped up after beating the Browns. They did the Hole. If you want to crown them, crown them. They did the Danny Green thing. Um, so it, there's a couple things there. I think when you have a win like that, that isn't in the division, where it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, we're on the map, a big win. To me, that is the signs of a letdown when you're not a great team. They're a seven and nine, nine and seven type team, team to me. What you just said about Mariota is that yes, Mariota flashes, but the most consistent thing about Ma- Marcus Mariota is that he is inconsistent. He almost always follows up a good game with a dud in his career. He's basically Ryan Tannehill with the same type of injuries going on. For me, the Colts really impressed me with their running game putting him up over 200 yards on the ground against the Chargers. Marlon Mack had 170 yards. Jacoby Brissett played a very efficient game. Um, the Colts' defense is did a decent job containing the Chargers at home. They, they took them to overtime, and the Titans' offense is not near what the Chargers are. Marcus Mariota is not Phillip Rivers. For me, it's the Colts on the road in an upset. Okay, cool. All right, next game is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Detroit Lions. Uh, Chargers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the Lions coming off... The the only tie in NFL history that should be a loss yeah. because the way they blew it and like Kyler Murray go off the light went on for that kid and he went but what a after look, cruising in the first half just shitting the bed Josh why don't you take the lead on this one um I'm gonna take the Lions uh, solely because I do like what I saw from them in the first half of that game you yes. know they were they were Their cruising. defense was very good Their they, offense were, was they were playing well um you know Stafford looked Stafford Decent. looked great he looked ready to play. Uh, and I just, I think they got caught by surprise in the second half. There, uh, obviously, it's something that you don't want to, you don't want to do that. You don't want to let a rookie quarterback come back in the second half, take you to the end of overtime like that. The Correct. Cardinals should have won, yeah. if not for that dropped interception. Um, so I think they're going to be playing at home with a little chip on their shoulder. They got something to prove. Um, yeah, I, I like the Lions at home. All right, Taylor. Just got the Chargers. Chargers are a better team. It's one of those things. Yeah. uh, It's not going to happen like that two weeks in a row. I'm also going to take the Chargers. Um, I do think they're the better team. Unfortunately, when the team loses like that, even if you're an average team, you should beat a team like the Arizona Cardinals, especially with a rookie quarterback. And the fact that they collapsed shows the same things that were wrong with the team last year with Matt Patricia as head coach. Uh, His teams don't seem to buckle down when they need to. I don't think the the Chargers are going to – struggle in the first half of the game like the Cardinals did. Now, we've seen that the Lions defense can uh, blow a, you know, a two-score lead. Can they come back from one? I don't think they can. And the no. Chargers can be much better at moving the ball, so my pick is the Los Angeles Chargers on the road. Um, then they said they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, next game is actually a game I think will be pretty good. Is the Buffalo Bills at the New York Giants. The Bills are two-point favorites. Um, coming off that win over the Jets, where they answered uh, 17 unanswered points in the second half, got very, very lucky that C.J. Mosley got hurt, because if C.J. Mosley got hurt, or didn't get hurt, I don't think the Bills are winning that game. De- the Jets' defense completely collapsed, um, and but they, they they deserve credit for coming back from, and winning despite four turnovers the on half. the road, in the division, um, and I do think that they are going to beat the New York football Giants. Uh, the Giants' defense looked almost as miserable as the Miami Dolphins in Week 1 against the Cowboys. They have no pass rush, they have no playmakers in the 
the secondary. Uh, while their offensive line is improved, it is not improved enough because the playmakers are not giving the offensive line any time to get some second push there and give mm-hmm. Eli a chance to make a throw because they don't have playmakers outside of Saquon Barkley. Um, and again, Pat Shermer deserves a ton of shit for how he handled Saquon Barkley last week, barely giving him the ball in the second half, calling a plays for Eli Manning on third and short where he's scrambling out of the pocket, uh, not giving it to Saquon on third and one. Uh, the Giants are a poorly coached team. They are a poorly constructed team. Uh, the Bills are too physical. Their defense is too good. They can run the ball too well. I got the Bills in this one. Yeah, I got the Bills myself. Um, you hit on a big point that I wanted to talk about. Uh, that I just have no faith in their in their coaching staff whatsoever, specifically Pat Shermer. Yeah. Um, like no. I said, that whole thing when you third and one, you have a generational talent in your backfield, and your and your grand scheme is to roll out cinder blocks. Uh, and Eli didn't even play poorly. Eli no. put up a decent game. To be honest with you, that whole first drive where uh, the Giants great. drove on the Cowboys was like, okay, maybe but their it defense, could be different. Their defense, that was if if they wanted to run up the score of the Cowboys, mm-hmm. they could have they could have done the same thing the Ravens did to the Dolphins. Right. Well, but we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I, I have I have Buffalo. Buffalo is just a better team, and you know uh, they have a lot of fight in them. Um, yep. they, they they really do. Pride hustle never say die. Yes. Josh, um, I think that there's a little bit of a revolving door in in our area in terms of sports, where uh, the Mets and the Jets typically vie for that laughing sure, stock sure, uh, sure. of the New York sports yeah, teams. Yeah. Uh, the Giants are after their last two and a half two seasons and the going first game of the, the season. Yeah, going um, back to the Eli Manning benching. Yeah, uh, the Giants have been the laughing stock of sure. New York sports for, for sure. a while now. Yep, uh, and I have no faith in them. I have zero belief in them. Uh, I thought that they were going to win last week before they got the Zeke, Zeke news. Um, and then once I heard the Zeke news, I said there's no shot yep. the Giants are going to win. The Giants might go one in fifteen this year. They look that bad. Yeah, um, I, I think they're going to. I think there's enough of an ability for Saquon to take over a game, and that'll open everything else up. That they probably luck into like three or four. His first run of the season was 59 yards. Yeah, exactly. Like, he barely got the ball in the second half. So um, we're all taking the Bills. Yep. Okay. Next game is the Arizona Cardinals at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are 13.5-point favorites. Um, the Ravens' incredible, incredible performance against the Dolphins featuring five touchdown passes from Lamar Jackson, who threw five all of last year. Um, put up over 600 yards of offense, the most uh, points scored in a half in the first game of a season, the most point score, or second most points scored in the first game of a season. Um, very good running game. You're playing the Dolphins, so it's like, you know, what does that say? But the things you see from the Ravens, to do that against any NFL team in the first week of the season when offenses generally aren't firing on all cylinders is unbelievably impressive. They could have put up 60 because when the game ended and Robert Griffin III threw, took a knee after already throwing a touchdown in backup duty, uh, he was on the five-yard line in the Dolphins. So they could have just scored another one. They ran a punt, a fake punt on us for 40 yards when they were up like 42-10. <laughs> like, that is some cocksucker shit, and I kind of love it. The, well, if well, it wasn't the Ravens, I'd love it. When I, when I saw that, I wanted to text you. Like, that was one thing where it's like, I understand, like, they're professional. And sure. it's like you have to, like, if you want to stop us, stop us. That's the yeah. truth. But that's like, there's, they, dude, we the Dolphins get blown out by the Ravens yeah, even when like, the Dolphins are decent. But, but there's a level of sportsmanship where like you know you clearly know you're the better team, and now you're just showing off uh, at that point, being I kind of thirty two points. I, if it was like the middle of the season, I might agree. But I think because it's the first game, you really want to make a statement. Like we ain't fucking around. Like Belichick's been doing that to teams for how fucking long, man? And he does it in the middle of the season because he's a cocksucker too. Harbaugh's kind of a cocksucker of a coach, and I kind of like it. Um, as far as this game goes, we saw Kyler Murray come 
come on late in the game and looked sensational. Uh, I'm still a little worried about his size. There was a couple hits he took. He had five tip passes at the line. That's really hard to overcome when you're that size. Um, but in this game, I don't give the Cardinals any chance, especially on the road. I know Kyler Murray looked like he could take it over, but this is a different team. This is a different kind of defense you're playing. And the, if Lamar Jackson's improved passing ability continues, this Ravens team is going to be a major problem for the entire AFC. So I'm taking the Ravens. Sam taking the Ravens. Just better team. We're also taking the Ravens. All right. We're all in agreement there. Next game is the largest spread of the week, which I expect we'll just, to... we we'll just get past it, please? It's the, the Dolphin, the Patriots at the Dolphins. Sure. Yeah. One, Patriots. Patriots. Three, Patriots. Patriots. The Patriots. We don't know what's going to happen with Antonio Brown, so... They don't uh, fucking need him. That's going to be another fucking start-sit, start-sit, start-sit weekend for me. Yeah. Oh, poor fucking you. <laughs> Dude, how um, would you consider putting money on Miami? Like just ten bucks, yeah, absolutely. to see what happens. Yeah, sure. Because even if they just cover, I did, dude, I did it with Buffalo last year. I think I might do it just because the spread is so absurd. And it's probably going to be about twenty-one by the time game time rolls. But like, around. if the Ravens throw up sixty on them, what the fuck you think Belichick's going to do when he did? It's he put up thirty well, points on I, the Steelers. The only thing I, if Brown plays, <laughs> well, here's the thing. While I agree. Even when the Dol- the Dolphins won-, uh, won in 15 year in 07, when they played in Miami, they lost by I think it was nine points. This is 18 and a half, and it's just because if you they've lost the Patriots have lost their last five in Miami, uh, seven of their last eight. It's one of those weird things, you know. Some players just struggle against certain teams. They shouldn't. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but at those kind of odds, just to put ten bucks up to win how much? Yeah, why not? With Bet DSI, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Promo code YWIL. Um, okay, so next game is the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Redskins. Cowboys are five point favorites. Taylor. Uh, it's got to be the Cowboys. Cowboys really showed out against the Giants last week. Um, they really, again, like you said, it was kind of making a statement. They were making a statement to the rest of the, of the division and the rest of the NFC yeah. that, listen, this team is for real. And even though Ezekiel Elliott is still here, Dak is really what's going to take us to the promised land. Yeah. Uh, putting up 400 yards. Granted, he's going against rookie and like one and two second year fucking uh, cornerbacks and safeties. You're, again, it's one of those that you have to beat bad teams. Yeah, absolutely. And they... They, they demolished a bad team. At, at home, they handled their business, and they, they just—they really look like the best, one of the best top two teams in the NFC, top five team in the league right now. Yep. Easy, Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys too. Uh, they were firing on all, all cylinders on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, Zeke is going to be uh, only going to get better. Yeah, as, as he gets as he gets on. stronger, you know, um, maybe even taking the training camp off is going to be better for him down the stretch. You know, uh, Work for Michael Strahan. Yeah, you know, Dak has got some. It looks like he's developing some real chemistry with Amari Cooper. Jason Witten's uh, back. Jason Witten is back. Scored a touchdown, yeah, man. Security blanket, dude. It's, Jason um, Witten's going to go in the Hall of Fame alone just from playing the Giants. Have you ever seen his numbers against the Giants? They're yeah, fucking goofy. Insane. They're goofy. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys, too. It's not even a question. Uh, new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore called a fantastic game. The thing that the Cowboys have struggled with the last few years is their offensive identity was very predictable. You knew the formations, if they were going to run it, if they are going to pass it, and that's going to really handcuff a young quarterback that has so much potential. What you saw against the Giants was so much motion and changing at the line and guys changing out of position, end arounds, crazy play action, um, and well, that is only going to make that running game that much better as well. He's just bringing out the Boise State play. Yeah, that's all. All he's doing, bro. Dude, Dak is high fiving his yeah. guys as they run by him. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. People don't understand that Kellen Moore was fifty and three. Yeah, in he college. was he was a he great college quarterback. Games, and he's a young he get he probably connects with a guy like Dak a little bit more. Mm-hmm. He gets the young offenses more. Uh for me, the Cowboys win this one by more than they they'll cover the spread at five, I think. 
Uh, the next game is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Texans are eight and a half point favorites. Um, Texans coming off uh, a really, really tough loss against the Saints. Uh, when good, they good showing though, it was a great game, good a showing. fantastic game. Um, it, but the same little problems reared their head for the Texans. You got sacked six, six times, and I know the Saints' defense is pretty good, but. If you if you are going against a good offensive line and you're facing Tom Brady, if you're facing Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, and you sack them twice, three times, you're like, damn good effort from the defense. Mm-hmm. Six times tells me about offensive line. And even though they got Laramie Tunzel, he struggled in this game. It's first week. But For sure. They got a big contribution from Kenny Stills. Realistically should have won this game. But when they scored the touchdown with 32 seconds left, I knew the Saints were winning. Um, because that's too much time for Drew Brees. Way yeah. too much time. But they do have a very, very explosive offense. DeAndre Hopkins had his worst game of his career, and he still had over 100 yeah. yards. How, how good is Will Fuller, dude? Will Fuller. By the, the way, this is the first time in over... If he's healthy, he's great. This is the first time since uh, two years ago we've seen DeAndre Hopkins drop, drop a football. He dropped three passes. Three. Three. He had to three all of last year. Uh, despite that, the Jaguars did lose Nick Foles. Uh, so <laughs> this quarterback on the Jaguars, who I love his look. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Chadwick Munster? No, it's like uh, <laughs> Grinshaw something. I don't know. But he looks awesome. Like If you see what this guy looks like, he looks like an 80s indie pro wrestler. He's got the fucking handlebar mustache and shit. Dude, when uh, I saw he played picture, really well. I thought, he uh, when I saw really a picture well. of him, I thought somebody photoshopped Joey Ryan's face onto him. He does, he does look like Joey mm-hmm. Ryan. Um, but the Jaguars defense, they did a decent job against the Chiefs. You're just not going to contain them, especially with your quarterback out. So for me, it's the Houston Texans, but they do need uh, the offensive line to be better against this defensive line to keep Watson healthy, and J.J. Watt needs to have a better game because the first time in his career he didn't get a single quarterback pressure or hit. Uh, it's just going to be Houston. Houston's a better team. Um, I I think Jacksonville stinks. And like even with all those guys playmakers on defense, Clay, uh, Clay's Campbell, yeah. fucking um, uh, not Dante Fowler. It's hard to him, judge you know a team against the Chiefs, and but, they still they kept them under forty, which is like the the way you measure playing the Chiefs now. But the other thing that made me laugh a little bit was like it was such a memorable week one, and, and the one thing I remember very vividly for a very long time is Miles Mack. Punching that dude in the face, Miles Jack. Oh, Miles Jack, excuse me, back punching that dude in the face, and then just throwing such a temper tantrum. Oh yeah, to, like run like, back on the field, dude. He went dead the weight. G- the Jaguars right? have no discipline. Like it's surprising that Tom Coughlin deals with that kind of shit from him and Jalen Ramsey. It's I, I'm surprised they haven't traded um, yet. Josh, uh, yeah, I'm going Houston as well. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, all the same reasons. Okay, uh, next game is the Seattle Seahawks at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers got blown out against the Patriots in New England, as they always do. Uh, Seahawks had a really uh, close game with the Bengals at home, which was kind of surprising. They gave up the most uh, passing yards Andy Dalton's had in his career. John Ross finally looked like a first-round draft and pick. And without A.J. Green, too. He put up 418 yards, the highest of his career. Uh, Josh, why don't you take the lead on Seattle at Pittsburgh? Uh, I'm going to take Seattle in this game um, for the sole reason of Pittsburgh didn't even look okay. Mm-hmm. They they look like a team that doesn't know what their identity is. Yeah, you know um, they were fine last year without Le'Veon Bell, but I think you take Bell and Brown out of the equation, and it's they're just, they're just a team well, yeah, that you're making, needs to. You're putting a lot more on Juju Smith Schuster's uh, shoulders. Yeah, you're just you're just a team that needs to figure out what your identity yeah. is. You know, Juju is not the same kind of player no, as Brown. Not. He is not. He's a good number two. Yeah, and he can play as a number one sometimes. He's explosive enough where if he gets behind the, the safety, 120 he's catches last yeah, year, he was great. Um, so you're taking the Seahawks on the road. I am. Taylor? I'm taking the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to bounce back. I think Seattle just scraped by with the skin of their teeth last week. At home, too. Um, it gets a bad Bengals team. I don't think Pittsburgh is as bad as everyone thinks they are coming off that ridiculous loss Monday night. Um, Sunday, Sunday night, night, excuse me. And um, I just think that uh, it's going to happen. Juju's going to wake up. Once he... 
there are a few people that play defense or that, that have defensive schemes as well as Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah. And, you know, not a lot of people have playmakers like a Stephon Gilmore or uh, Kyle Van Noy, all these different guys, right? But coming into that, I don't like Seattle's defense. All, all I can think about over there is Jadavion Clowney. And that's he had a very it. good debut. He and had a sack and forced fumble. He played all right. But other than that, What's what's been good at, uh, yeah, good at avoiding pressure, taking hits, and still making plays. Yeah. Um, wide receivers two, three, and four need to step up for Pittsburgh in order for that to work. Because yeah. I think Connor's good enough back to make shit work. But yeah, I, Connor it's was gonna very be, good last year. It's going to be the Steelers. Okay, um, I also am taking taking the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the reason I'm taking them is because judging them against the Patriots, especially in New England, is never fair because nope. they, the the Steelers haven't won in New England since 2008. It's a place they always struggle. They struggle with this, the Patriots at home too. Something Belichick. I read this great article from David Hyde, um, who's a Dolphins beat writer, and what he did was he compiled nine years or nine hours of interviews with Bill Belichick in the time that he's worked for the Dolphins, and it's almost everything is Belichick giving you nothing. And this one interview he gave away something about how every game it, you're you expect the unit to perform a certain way when you're game planning for them you expect the, you know the defensive line to be good the corners to be good whatever and it's your job as a coach to see which unit is struggling whether it's a special teams whether it's the offensive line of the other team the defense of the other team and then focus on that all you can do is your job but focus on what the team isn't doing well and no one does that better than Bill Belichick and he always does against the Steelers Steelers are not as bad as they looked last week um, James Conner's going to have a big game I think uh, this is going to be a shootout I think it's going to be a pretty high scoring game uh, the Steelers defense is much better than they showed I know they look lifeless but um, they, they're not going to go 0-2 the Steelers also historically bounce back well from losses yep. under Tomlin so I'm going to take the Steelers in this as well Yep. Uh, next game the San Francisco 49ers at the Cincinnati Bengals uh, Bengals are one point favorites after the game we just talked about where they came close to beating the Seahawks on the road um, 49ers with uh, the big win over the Bucks uh, had uh, f- would they have four interceptions Yep. and they only had two all of last year and they only had seven turnovers last year the 49ers so they're already on pace uh, to break that from last year um, I do like the 49ers in this game uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get better and better as the season goes on obviously the defense has played better even if you're playing Jameis Winston uh, I think their defense is physical enough to help to go against a team like Cincinnati I think they're riding some momentum I think they're confident I think they know if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy they're going to be in the playoff hunt all year, and they're going to start out this season 2-0. and All right, cool. I'm going to take Cincinnati. Uh, I think they're going to be still riding high off the big win last week. And Cincinnati I really... lost. No, no um, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, still coming off a, fair, yeah, well, um, a competitive a, game. A fairly efficient game. Um, showing they that were competitive when no one expected them to be. Andy Dalton really... St- he really is a good middle of the middle of the road quarterback who has yeah, that. He's, he, he's, he's slightly like, better than Fitzpatrick. He's like the uh, no, he's be- he's much better than that. He's and slightly he, better. He's much better than that. Slightly. So, no, he's because he stayed with one team his entire career. He didn't move around. He didn't need to move around. He yeah, also but got a big where did payday. his team ever go? Didn't have to leave. Where did didn't, his team ever go? Doesn't matter. Longevity doesn't matter. Long, yeah, Fitzpatrick's been in the league for fifteen years. He's the first yeah. player to ever throw eight touchdowns with eight different or touchdown with eight different teams. Congratulations. That's how great he was but with all. What has Dalton teams. done? He's gotten the playoffs a couple times and shit the bed every time. He so has so has Fitzpatrick. I know, I know. I'm saying. I'm saying he's slightly better. He's not much better. He's much he's a, better. He's a journeyman quarterback. No, he's much better. He's not a franchise quarterback. A, journey, a journeyman quarterback. A journeman quarterback he goes around the league that. the entire time. He should have been that. The Bengals should have cut ties for him a long time. Yeah, because the Bengals are incompetent. <laughs> like, who else could Andy Dalton start for and be better than he was in Cincinnati? Uh, let's be- see. Better than he was. Let's see. Hmm. He's not elevating a franchise. He never has. He's a solid quarterback. I said he's better than Fitzpatrick. I didn't say he's the same level. Slightly better. He's like a he's tier. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's like a tier four quarterback. He's a tier three. It's like more like a tier two. No, tier two my ass. Tier two my fucking ass tier two. Whatever. Dude. He hasn't been good in how long? Doesn't matter. And he's stunk I'm, in the playoffs I every time. I picked Cincinnati! Why? 
because John Ross finally playing like a first round pick. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> he had a great game. Fucking killed uh, it. And Joe Joe Mixon is a little on the shelf right now, which is a question. Um, but uh, I mean, they're one point favorites. And for also, a Carlos Dunlap, you know, sh- showed a spark of uh, spark fair. of youth the other day where he actually played fair. and I, fucking great. Mind you, I've always liked Andy Dalton. I like I yeah. like rooting for him because I don't think he's that good. So I want to see him succeed. Yeah. So he's actually probably more like a Jay Cutler, he, gunslinger, careless with the football. Uh, everyone kind of hates his face. Yeah, but like he's a ginger. Jay Cutler was an asshole. Yeah, fair. Josh, I thoughts? Throw fo- I throw a football harder than John Elway. Traded. Josh, yeah, comment. Jay Cutler sucks. <laughs> uh, comment on the the game. Oh, which game? <laughs> the 49ers <laughs> at the Bengals. Oh yeah, that one. Uh, no, I'm picking the 49ers. Okay, <laughs> that was a good conversation. Uh, well the, done. All right, the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Um, Josh, how'd the Vikings do last week? They played well. Who'd they win against? They played the Atlanta Falcons and, and won. And how many passes did Kirk Cousins throw and still win? Ten. Got it. Okay. Um, and the Packers beat the Bears in the first game of the season. Uh, in Chicago, great defensive effort from the Packers. Um, their defense was sensational against uh, Mitch Trubisky. They really shut him down the whole game, shut down the running game. Um, I'm taking the Packers in this one. I okay. think uh, the Vikings, I, one of the reasons I picked them this past week is because of how good they are at home. And one of the reasons they're so good at home is because the comparison is how bad they are on the road. Um, I think the Packers' defense is legit. I, they were a solid defense before things started to crumble last year. Mike Pettin is a very, very good defensive coordinator. How is he as a head coach, uh, Josh? He was not the coach of the... Yes, he was. Mike Pettin? Yeah, wasn't no. he the head no, coach he of the Falcons? No, the Browns. No, it was something else. No. Who am I thinking of? You're not thinking Mike of... Mike Smith? No, I'm thinking Mike of there was another bald guy. There's another ball guy that was a, that was a head coach of the Falcons. I'm Dan almost Quinn, positive. Dan Quinn, the current fucking coach. Dan Quinn. Oh yeah, he sucks too. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> See, this is why you're good at betting, but not knowing everything that's happening. That was a that was an act. He's acting. I'm, I'm really no, he's acting. he's being this dumb. He's not acting. I, I know when he's acting. He's not that good. All bald people look the same to me. Sorry. Fair. Um, okay, so uh, Josh, uh, thoughts? Uh, Vikings, Packers. Not sure. Uh, I'm not I, sure if I, Greg. I really think that Dalvin Cook uh, looks like he's probably one of the Legit. top five running backs sure. in the league today. Uh, but exactly what you said, I don't see him going on the road into Green Bay and doing what they did last week. Uh, if you're going to play a game against a team with a good defense, you're not going to be able to run the ball as efficiently. As efficiently, you're going to force Kirk Cousins to throw the ball. And now you're playing in Green Bay, where it's going to be yeah. insane. Uh, and and any time that Kirk Cousins has to throw the ball more than ten times, I think that you're pretty much. Uh, That's exactly pretty much what I said as yeah. well. So you're taking the Packers, Taylor. Uh, I got the Minnesota Vikings. And why are they going to win and how? Because I think that. It's a much more prolific offense than Chicago was. Um, even though they did a good job at stopping a Mitchell Trubisky, uh, I don't think a Kirk Cousins is going to miss a wide-open guy in the end zone like Trubisky did on, on Thursday night. Um, I just think that the running game is going to be too much because Tariq Cohen and that fourth-round draft pick just weren't getting it done. Um, so I just really have the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're just a better team all around. Okay. Uh, next game is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Chiefs winning big uh, on the road against Jacksonville. Um, and the Raiders pulling off that victory over the Broncos. Yep. Um, yeah, I got the Chiefs decimating the Raiders. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is fucking insane. He's, dude. dude, and the fact they lost Tyreek Hill. You see fucking Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I did. 170 198 yards. yards. Jesus. And his touchdown Christ. that he had when he just hit him on that quick slant was the fastest touchdown that anyone's had in the last two years. You know, if people, he's healthy finally. People have written Sammy Watkins off, but I think that we have to remind everyone that I this guy forgot. played for the Bills. He played for the Bills. He had foot issues or Dude, injury I questions. For, I, I, didn't, I didn't think he was still in the well, league. I was saying when I was talking to Spooner about this a while ago and he was saying Sammy Watkins a bust. I'm like, yeah, he kind of is, but one thing he does better than any 
receiver in the league is track the ball in the air. And once he gets on a better chemistry with Pat Mahomes, there's no he's like watching Willie Mays in center field. He tracks it and it just falls right in his fucking arms every single time he's on one of those throws, as long as it's not underthrown. Pat Mahomes ain't underthrowing shit. No. The Raiders, I was actually very impressed with. I thought Gruden's play calling was very efficient on offense, and their defense had a big game, but they just lost their safety for the year, who had a great game plan on a torn rotator cuff. Um, it they're also they were they were very high trying to prove something to Antonio Brown and get past all the controversy. They always seem to play well in the opener at home. The Chiefs are going to be too much, even if they're competitive in the first half. And I said this the same thing with the Chiefs last week. It's exactly what they did. You can't contain Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs forever. So we're all taking the Chiefs. Easy enough. Uh, next game, the New Orleans Saints at the Los Angeles Rams. A rematch of last year's bullshit and NFC title game uh, that the Saints should have won and they probably would have beaten the Patriots. Uh, Taylor. I don't know. Saints. I don't know about that. Um, Saints. Yeah, the Saints are going to win. Saints are a great team. Yeah. Um, and they really showed the championship caliber at the second half because Houston was taking it to them all first half. Yeah, the fact that they stayed so composed yeah. and just show Sean Payton and Breeze and how cool, calm, and collected they are. My, my favorite thing about that was just Breeze sitting in the pocket and delivering a strike, a 33-yard strike to that uh, Meredith kid. Dude, the throw he made on third and two to Ted Ginn, mm-hmm. he hadn't thrown a pass oh, over that's 20 the yards. That's the the, he hadn't thrown about. a pass over 20 yards the whole game yeah. and just in stride. And then when he gets the ball back with 32 seconds, just lasers. And just then two lasers. And then I also want to say, too, Alvin Kamara may be the most fun player to watch yep, in the NFL. That's, he's, Honestly. He he's, might be the best offensive player in the league. In the league. Oh, he's, come on. He might. Mahomes? I'm it's hard I'm talking skill position. Let me say okay, skill position okay. offensive player. It's it between it's like it's Christian McCaffrey, it's him, Le'Veon Bell when he's going at his best. Just the ability Saquon too. Saquon is there. Um Kamara, there's a reason I picked him for offensive player of the year because he's so good at everything he does. He's like a better Darren Sproles. Like Sproles you knew he could go off passing or running. Yeah. And he's bigger. And he's still not a big guy, but he is damn good. The, the Saints defense is going to be better. Cameron Jordan had a rough game. Kiko Alonso is still getting used to the system. Um, I think the Saints are going to win this one. I think they're going to play with a purpose to prove that bullshit NFC championship last year. I think they're going to win by at least 10 points. Okay. Josh? Thoughts? Taking the Saints. You're taking the Saints. Why do you have to say it so quietly? Because I fucking hate Bob <laughs> and the Saints and Everything about the city of New Orleans. Oh, that, I have a friend from New Orleans. You know Jeff. Build the my wall. name is Jeff. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, no, my Chris fr- Kyle. No, my fr- Chris Kyle. No, he <laughs> he was a friend of all New Orleans because he was on top of the Superdome <laughs> after Katrina sniping looters. <laughs> Like what, at what point ever. did the publisher read his book, American Sniper, which hmm, is very yeah, good? He's legit. actually he's a legitimate hero. But come on, like you know, I think that it, that face. during like there were a lot of things happening during Katrina, but you would have heard news reports of people with giant fucking holes in all their the, head. All the refugees were in the Metrodome. <laughs> they would have heard that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is loud. All right, <laughs> Chris Kyle, that fucking. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, not, not, not today. Taylor. Not today of all no, days. I'm, I wasn't going to say anything. He's a good storyteller. <laughs> Taylor, the Chicago yeah, Bears. Remember when he knocked out just the body of Ventura? But he didn't. Yeah. Um, Taylor. Even me, a yeah. former governor and Navy SEAL. I was a Navy SEAL. <laughs> uh, Taylor, your game, the Chicago Bears at the Denver Broncos, please. I'm just going to pick the Broncos because it's my team, and I'll ride and die with them forever and always, no matter what. Uh, I'm taking the Bears. Uh, Fuck you. N- neither of these teams were like very impressive in any way, sure. shape, or form this week. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take the one that was a little bit more impressive, which is the Bears. Okay. Uh, I, too, am going to take the Broncos at home. 
I think um, they were very, very embarrassed. They also play in an incredibly tough building to play in, especially in the home opener. Um, the Bears' offense is going to be a real problem. Any game where you hold Aaron Rodgers to 10 points, you better be able to put up at least 12, 11, something. You could only get three points. Their defense is great, and this is going to be a very, very low-scoring game. It's going to be like a 13-10 kind of game. Um, I, I don't think that the Bears realize that they have a championship defense and they've neglected having a competent offense to carry it. It's going to be on Mitch Trubisky to step up. And I don't know if he has the talent to do it because he was not good. Um, and I don't think the, a pissed-off Broncos defense and Vic Fangio is exactly what he should be facing right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the Broncos. Cool. Um, next game, the Sunday night game. It's a really, really good one. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Joshua. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles. Uh, really? Because the oh, Falcons cunt. always, always let me down. So I figure <laughs> if I... Expect them to lose. They, I've done that before. Probably going to win. I've done uh, that before. But uh, looking at both of these teams, uh, thoughts. Atlanta needs to prove to me that they can stop the run, and they need to prove to me that they can run the ball themselves. Philadelphia is decent on both sides of the ball. Their offense is good. Uh, their defense is not as good as their offense is, but it's you know it, it's a decent enough defense. Um, I just think that what I saw from both of these teams last week, Philadelphia is a little bit better than Atlanta right now. Um, and like I said, unless the, unless the Falcons can run the ball. At least you have some integrity and you'll pick against your team, even when they should still be in it technically. It's not like a Dolphin situation, yeah. but you have some uh, some non-bias there. Uh, Taylor? Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles because, yeah, because the Falcons always let me down too whenever I fucking pick them. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles here. Um, the big thing that um, for me that I took away from the Eagles is Deshaun Watson's going to really help Carson Wentz this year. Uh, the fact Jackson. that they uh, did, what did I say? Watson. Why did I say Watson? Deshaun Jackson. Excuse me. Thank you, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, his deep playability is still among the best in the league. I think he's second all time in yards per reception in NFL history. And they already have a chemistry. The offensive line is great. The fact that they showed they persevered in the opener in a divisional game already came back from a seventeen nothing hole was it? Um, uh, it's it's incredibly impressive. I think they're only going to get better. I think the Falcons are a very in between team right now because in, by in between I mean that I think the head coach is lost. I think he's taken on too much. I don't know if he's ready to uh, carry all those responsibilities yet. And despite talent, if you don't have good coaching at the front of it, it's not going to mean anything if you are not don't have someone just taking the point on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Dan Quinn has that ability. I know that Doug Peterson does. And I know that Carson Wentz is going to have a good year as long as he's healthy because contrary to some of my, our friends' popular beliefs, Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. Yeah, quaz. quaz. He tried telling us he's not great. And and crown, like, which, by the way, so he said, Quaz, he said but he's, he's a Jets fan. He, he also said Mahomes isn't great. He said he said Mahomes isn't great. You said, all, well, you said Mahomes isn't no, no, great. No, no, but too. he said overrated before he even started. Okay, so he was over. He can't. He's not said he sucks now. First of all, Mahomes' fucking pro career, uh, pro debut was against Denver in Denver, and he fucking lit him up. Okay, what in the it? second How, fucking half. What did he all right? do? He threw for like two hundred fifty fucking yards and two fucking touchdowns in the in the second wait, wait, fucking half. Still, and he was a rookie that, but, because Alex. But, because Alex, I almost said Alex Jones because Alex Smith was better. Wait, time out. <laughs> can I can I ask you at least? Yeah, you know we put up those big numbers. Did the Broncos win that game? Of course not. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to clarify because they um, can't win in the fucking but, division against the fucking Ra- say, the Raiders, who lost the best wide receiver sh- in the fucking league. <laughs> So, let me ask you this then, at least. Let me ask you one thing. Because Julio sucks, too. Oh, come on. Let me ask you one thing. Don't be an asshole. Let me ask you one thing. 12 points in a PPR league, and all he does is catch the fucking ball? Can I ask you something? Really quick. He did have six catches. Shut the fuck up, you two. Um, (laughs) um, Despite all that, 
and to say a fuck you to Quaz. You would say Mahomes is a great quarterback, right? Yes. I'd, yeah. I'd be dumb not to. Yeah, he, he says that only Brady and Breeze are the great quarterbacks in the league. What about Aaron Rodgers, dude? Yo, my favorite ever was every single time he said Jared Goff sucks, was Jared Goff would throw a terrible <laughs> pass. And like he was that one, he was a little more justified. So wait, we're all taking the Eagles here? Yes. Okay. Sure. All right, the last game of the, the, the week, the Monday night game, uh, two 0-1 teams that had very, very bad showings. Um, this is actually... Uh, a Monday rematch night. of the very first ever Monday night football game played back in 1970. It's the Cleveland Browns at the New York Jets. Browns with that disaster we mentioned earlier against the Titans. Uh, 18 penalties, unacceptable. Uh, and the Jets having a disastrous loss. I said to Richie, I would rather the Dolphins get blown out 59-10 every week than lose like that yeah. ever. I would rather get blown out than lose a fucking heartbreaker, especially in the division. Um, the same problems reared their head with Adam Gaze. He, he didn't know how to adjust. His offensive guruship got them six points. I've been, and, I've been, I've been saying it. How Adam Gase is not that great. He no, got it. He, he should have gone back as a coordinator he got, after he left. He Miami. got his fucking job, and he got all of his so credentials Peyton from Peyton Manning. And he did make Jay Cutler play pretty well in Chicago, to be fair. But his credentials okay. absolutely were from Peyton Manning. Yes. Um. Yeah. I'm taking the Browns in this one. I think it's highly unlikely. They, they. I think this is the kind of game the Browns needed this early in the season, uh, because usually, like the teams that start out five and zero, six and zero, they have that one where it's like wake up call. I think it's good that they had it now. And I don't. There's no way that there, there's too much talent on that team to play that poorly. As long as the penalties don't continue, I definitely think that Greg Williams is going to be motivated to dial up a defense against the Browns. Yep. But I don't think the the, the Jets' offensive line is really bad. Mm. It's really bad. They don't have a kicker. Their corners are really, really bad. Did you see the guy? I hated him. I hated him. Why? Because, fuck you. I don't, I, fuck him. I don't care. I hate everyone. I don't like when someone's just like, I call on the radio, hey, I can kick the ball. Did you see his videos? Those would miss in the NFL because he was using fucking peewee football uprights. I guess, dude. Let him get a workout, but it ain't some invincible story. Fuck him and the horse he rode it on. I don't care. Fuck you, Grammatica. Get get, get Grammatica, please. Martin Grammatica. Celebrates a meaningless field goal, tears his ACL, you fucking dick. For the Cardinals, um, but yeah, I, I, I now the the Jets just traded for Demarius Thomas, and I got into an argument with Quaz earlier about this. Oh, who hasn't? He was telling me I like the DT pickup, and I'm like, why? He goes, well, he's better than what we have. I'm like, that's probably true. But do you think Bill Belichick, if he thought a player had anything, anything at all he to trade him, he would trade him, not just trade him, but trade him to the team he hates the most, the yeah. Jets. He's like, yeah, take this fucking jerk, and I'll take a six-round pick out of it. <laughs> take, it as, take it from someone who watched Demarius Thomas play a lot. You watch his right? last two years as his play Guess diminished. What? He can't catch the ball. And he's slow now, but he was never like a crazy fast guy. He was quick. He was quick, and he was hard to bring down. He was good so to catch the ball Achilles, two yards into the fucking Achilles backfield Achilles. and then run 75 goddamn yards. So that I, was, was it. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, you know, watching the Sunday night game, they were mistake. talking. Okay. I'm watching the Sunday night game. They're talking about how Demarius Thomas isn't even playing right now, but you're going to add him to an offense that has all these guys that are there already, plus Antonio Brown. And I was like, you know, I haven't really heard a lot about Demarius Thomas in a while. If you go back and look at his career stats, the the only good years... Featured Peyton one Manning. Peyton Manning. He had some decent years at the end, and he like his his last two years were where you saw the big drop off. Because I think the the year before that he was like twelve hundred yards, and the year before that he was fourteen hundred yards, and then his last uh, his second to last season was like one thousand 
984, mm-hmm. five touchdowns. Then it was like 900, and then he tore his Achilles. Yeah. And, you know, that's a really hard injury for any football player to come back from. But a wide receiver in the style he played is incredibly difficult. But the Jets, lost, they did that because they lost Quincy Anunia for the year. And that's a massive, massive loss. And probably well, his career, Probably too, his career, yeah. Because it's a second neck injury. Yeah. Um, but in this game, I think Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham are going to have a huge, huge game together. Uh, and that Miles Garrett's going to have a huge game getting to Sam Darnold. Uh, so I like the Browns in this. And I like him to cover. All right, cool. That's fine. Um, I'm going to take the Jets. I think Cleveland is going to st- stink it up again two weeks in a row. Uh, I think it, the Jets are... Pissed off. They penalties. I, they will. I know, but I, I really think the Jets are going to come out swinging with this one. And I really, I, I just think that once Le'Veon Bell really gets that groove going, which depending on what Gaze decides to do, well, also with depends him, on the offensive line, dude. That's a really bad offensive line. Yeah, but I mean, Le'Veon Bell is so good at stopping and starting. He could pick, a, he could pick and choose his way through any defense. But it doesn't gotta, matter. I, I agree, he's great at starting and start, starting and stopping. But that's because that Steelers offense was so upright and giving him these running lanes. And Adam Gaze has said, you don't need guards on an offensive line. That's what he told the Dolphins owner. Right. And if you don't have guards, he's not going to have a chance to stand and then start and then stop because he's going to have people rush. His so, offensive lineman get pushed into it. I still think the Jets are going to win this game. Yeah, this is this is a close game, honestly, because the Browns' penalties scare the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Scare the shit out of I me. I think they have too much swagger and they're too overconfident, so well, that, therefore they well, overcompensate. Right, this, this loss is going to make or break them. Yep. That, this loss is past week. Either they're going to improve and at least play competitive and play clean football, yeah. or they're going to be the same bullshit. Josh. Uh, so I'm going to stick by what I said. The Browns look like an 8-8 eight eight team to me just because I feel like they're feeding into their own hype. Okay. This is a game that they should win, and it's a game that they will win. But by winning this game, they're going to feed back into their own hype That's a good and point. probably play poorly next week. I think that you're going to see them... Like win-loss, win-loss, yeah, rotate not, all year. Not every not every week win-loss, 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 but you're not going to see them bad for a stretch, and you're not going to see them good for you a stretch. You won't see like a five-game winning streak, and you won't see a five-game losing streak. this year. That's a that's might be the most accurate thing, honestly. Um, okay, so we got uh, you and I have Josh and I have the Browns and you have the Jets. Uh, Taylor, do you have any bet recommendations for this week for people to use at Bet DSI? Uh, I do not. I'm actually going to take a break this week. Oh, so. why? Why you're you're right on your win? Yes, I just want to sit back and because that's the biggest win of my career. So I'd rather just <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it. That's actually smart uh, advice. Well, uh, be, listen, because after a win like that, usually what happens is people get antsy and they're like, oh, I'm feeling lucky, so I'm going to pick. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to pick the Cardinals against the Ravens because that shit's going to work. And then you, and because it's like because you because you bet with your feelings as opposed to how you actually feel. At this point in time, when I saw the money, I take the money and I fucking run until That's a good I, until I see something better. The lines this week, I just don't like it. The only locks, if you want to go for it, honestly, the only locks I see with spreads or money lines are going to be the New England Patriots, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Houston Texans. That's about it. Okay, cool. All right, guys, this is week two in the NFL. As I said, the uh, the standings right now are Taylor at ten five and one, Josh at ten five and one, and little old me at nine six and one. Um, get this going and figure out what these punishments are going to be. Uh, and this was also episode 68 of You Watch, I Listen. Uh, for those of you listening on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever. Are we, are we on iHeartRadio too? iHeartRadio we're on. I think we're on yeah, all that shit. Right. Those watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. Sick. Um, tell us what you agree, disagree with. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a fucking thumbs down if you don't like us. Fuck it. And uh, like, subscribe. Like, share, and, and subscribe. subscribe. We're, we're doing that now. Yeah. And we're we, reduced to that. And we will see you cunts next week. Goodbye. Peace.